Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Wow, so this week it was just like you didn't even care. Like a loser. <laughs> well, don't, don't want to give anything away. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Yo, welcome to the party. And Simon. Good afternoon, humans. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to uh, delve into each episode, talk about the guests, the talking points, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, how was your week? Thanks for asking, Maddie. Had a good week. Before I tell you about my week, I just want to tell everyone out there, subscribe to the Patreon. It's heating up there. We need your support. Uh, I got back on the horse after Wednesday night. We did those throwbacks. Yeah. And I hit the stage again and uh, it was much better. I thought, oh, I thought you were you gonna you were... say drinking again. I was like, I'm done. I That's the, the wagon. Podcast. That's the wagon. Okay. That's what did Jesus, I say? The horse. You said but back good. on the horse. No, good. Get uh, on that horse, horse, man. Yeah. Jesus well, Christ. I still don't know. I was talking to a couple comics that I sort of like and respect, and like, yeah, we don't know what the future holds. Ella Ron White, who's no longer a comedian. Well, I, I think when we get into it, we'll find out it came <laughs> all the way around. But um, <laughs> it was good for the old confidence to get up and get some laughs, and uh, that was a. Because you're not getting any here. <laughs> highlight of my week. Oh, that was the highlight of your week. All right. Simon, how was your week? Well, we know you're... Back in time. Gotta get back in no, time. No, there's no throwback. Uh, oh, right. Sorry. Wrong. Wrong. Uh, no, my week was uh, my week was good, Matt. Thank okay, you. And uh, yeah, we got a little bit of time off next week, so that's nice, too. Excellent. Boys are going on vacay. Um, <clears throat> let's you, start. You won't come up for a day there? Well, it'd have to be f- Friday night or Saturday oh, or Sunday. Okay. We'll come up I Friday night. I won't be there by then. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, he really I, no, he won't. For sure. How's your week, Matt? My week was fine. Uh, just for all the listeners out there, um, Simon and I are out of town next week. There will be, uh, this episode will go up, the post show will go up. But just so you know, yesterday we kicked field goals. So <sighs> once I get back, I will edit that video. Hopefully it'll be up. Uh, Two weeks from now, let's say. But we did kick the field goals for you guys, so expect that. Just in time for the beginning of football. Football, football, football. I think it would go up to your cottage, but since it's the last time, it'd be bittersweet. Does that make any sense? Not really. Well, I come up and like, this is great, and we're never going to do this again. Well, I mean, whatever. I just find that would be bittersweet. I guess it's just me. Fair enough. I hope you don't take offense. I don't at all, trust me. Um, do you want to uh, run down the guests? Thanks for asking, Matty. Uh, this week was our first week in Texas. And thank God for that. I'm sorry, Kamar, but we know that you would have had a fucking nervous breakdown had he not. Uh... Well, I said uh, I said I was at the end of my rope, but. Um, <laughs> he was at his limit. I don't that know That being said, that. it was a week full of glitches, <laughs> and I don't know. It was, it was a weird week. Uh, started off 1533, the pod father, Adam Curry. Followed up by the king of Texas, 1534, Ron White. Finished with a ex-fighter, Special Forces, 1535, Tim Kennedy. Ah, 
Yeah, whatever, sure. So officially the, the Texas Spotify era has has officially begun then. That's what we're all in agreement with. Can we talk a little bit about the studio just because I've had a little bit of time to digest on it? Sure. Um, one, I want to issue Matt a small apology to last week. Uh, not on air, but outside we spoke of whether it was actually a bunker and I said no. I do now believe it is a bunker. I think they are actually underground. And this is what I think, okay? I think that, uh, and I know nothing. I think that Joe's studio is very much like it is at the other place with all the fucking bells and whistles, you know, the gym, the this, the that. Yeah. But I think there's a part of it that's all underground. And I think he did that because in case shit goes down, he just grabs his family, he goes to the studio, he goes underground. And starts podcasting with his family? No, just, I'm talking like last resort. I think Joe has prepped. It's a bold prediction. That's a lot of crickets. Can't argue argue that point. That's quite quite possible. I didn't say all of that. I just said that I believe it seems like it looks underground. And I hate it. And it makes me feel claustrophobic when I watch it. I can only imagine being in it. I was thinking that if the... There was th- the three podcasts were all in the same studio. They're all were different lighting wise, camera angle wise. So if we rated just on the first one, it was a fucking disaster. Yeah. The second one, it was much better. And the third one, it seems that they sort of sorted out. But you'd think they'd have the wherewithal to do a couple practice sessions to, to look what it's like. But <clears throat> I think it was a shotgun podcast start. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm torn with this whole thing. I, uh, I, I don't know. I think, first of all, change is just different always. Yeah. Like, I was more comfortable at your basement than I was here, mm-hmm. and now this seems normal. Yeah. And who knows how long it takes. So I think everyone will get used to the podcast, but the early returns was not a lot of fanfare. We got used to being locked up. Coronavirus. Yeah. I think we can get used to Joe Rogan's podcast. I, I know we'll know? get used to it, but just... We don't have a choice. Change is shocking and sort of like, ah, I don't know if I like this, but I mean, what difference does it make if you like it or not? It's going to happen the way it does. Well, what kind of bothers me, and he brought it up in the Tim Kennedy episode, is like, fine, you decided on a whim to leave. You still have this product that you're supposed to provide. It's It also seems really, to me, um, like a terrible business decision. I would never sign a multi, like I would never sign the size of deal that he did and then decide to, absolutely switch everything up as that gets like i would get i would have done it a month later or a month earlier one or the other like work out the kinks while you're still on the old thing so that once you get over to spotify everything's fucking smooth sailing for example like the ron white episode they had two of these like led lights up in the background that weren't up in the other episode and i was like is this how it's gonna like did they not plan any of this out no that's what i'm saying shotgun let's get it going uh not to jump to the end but like he said uh, in the Tim Kennedy episode, Spotify is like, you're what? Yeah. Like, he, he he may have breached contract. No, I don't think so. They may have said, we're paying for this studio, for this show. Like, they had no idea, which I think is really uh, telling to how fast this decision was made. I think that maybe, um, or sorry, I the, the part that kind of baffles me is, like, Joe just finishes signing this, like, fuck, potential $350 million deal with Spotify, and it's still just Jamie setting up the studio. Like, fuck, get, get a whole crew of people in there, you know? 
Well, that okay. I mean, I've said I said that a bunch of times. Like you're rich, you know. How can you not have a team of audio video guys in there? Well, it's the Twitter argument or the Facebook argument. Like they were always like, oh, we can't have that many people patrolling. What you know? Too we, many chiefs. No, no, no. Meaning, like, uh, remember one of their arguments about not being able to, um, like, make sure At racist scale. shit didn't get through is because we didn't. We'd have to have twenty thousand people doing it. Yeah. Have 20,000 people doing it, assholes. You make all the money in yeah. the world. Not that Joe's an asshole. I, I just, you know, whatever. They, they, no, but it goes back to last week where Kamar was like, oh, Jamie posted a photo of his, his Mac Pro and was like, you know, uh, production halted. And my big point, I was like, they're rich. Why yeah. do you not have a backup? I still stand by that. Like, I thought about that this week, my, my comment. And I was like, maybe that's just me being ignorant. Like, maybe that's how rich people get rich is by just buying one of, doing the smart thing and not... But I'm telling you, like, that is a business decision where when your business relies on one computer, it seems crazy to not have. Well, and to your point, um, look, if you own a store, okay, or, or a website, let's say a website company. No, no. Let's say you own a store. A website company. Let's say you own a store and you're doing really well. You're going to put money back into your store to make it better. Like, of course. And well, we can't argue that he hasn't put money back into this. Thing. That'd be crazy. <clears throat> A lot of moving parts, the ranch, the house, everything, plus the studio. What I was surprised, though, is I thought, sorry, Simon. You no, 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 no. I just didn't want to get off that, too, because I don't, I don't think that thought's over. Um, I mean, really, come on. Like, I love Joe. I love the show. They operate on a super shoestring as far as, like, the amount of money they bring in. It's Like, really, what do they have to pay for, Maddie? You know? Listen, Simon, I'm... We, we also know that Joe is filthy rich and left California because he doesn't want to pay taxes. The guy has a money. I'm, listen, we know he's generous, but we also now have seen this other side where clearly like money means a great, great deal to him. And I, I'm not even sure it does. Like, I think that Joe would have no problem putting money back into the show. I'm just wondering, like, I guess because they're a, such a small operation and that's what we love, right? Is the fact that they can't. There's nobody telling him what to do. There's not too many cooks in the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. None of what you're talking about is too many cooks in the kitchen, though. Like, Joe can hire five hands for around the fucking... He just... Listen, I understand Joe is probably not a very trust trusting person. So the idea of having people around your multi-million dollar thing... I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not Joe. I can't pretend to be. What I was thinking is... Um... Got the hundred million dollars. Start showing the videos. Who cares if he, like he still cares about the YouTube money? No, you know what I think. No, his problem was that was never it. His problem was like if I get another strike, my YouTube will be taken down permanently. And YouTube, he's leaving YouTube permanently. So <laughs> he's not that the clips will stay up. Uh, I'm sorry. And that's the other part. And they talk about it in Adam Curry, but like Joe was like, you know, I have a relationship with Spotify. YouTube is too big at scale to deal with every individual person. Yeah. Totally, but YouTube is too big to deal with Joe Rogan? Like, come on. How did they not have a working relationship? Well, hold on, though. Let me see. This is the problem is we look at Joe like huge fish. In that pond, he's not a very big fish. There's he's, a lot of bigger creators on YouTube. Oh, okay. I'm so, just being dead on. So honest. let's say in the in the world of giant creators, yeah. there's, I don't know, make up a number, okay? 10,000? I mean, I, I don't know. 10,000 creators Let, bigger than Joe Rogan. Let's make up a number. 10,000. Sure. So that would mean they'd have to form 10,000 relationships. Like I said, your Google 
hire enough people that you can go out there and form all those relationships? Why are you letting it run like this fucking wild west and then... Well, hold on. I don't think... I think you're looking at it like they make... So, like, we're talking about Joe who has all this money and he doesn't want to do these things. They have so much fucking that bread. They just don't. They don't care. give yeah. a fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, that's you're such right. a small I'm, amount I'm of money on their at bottom it the line. Wrong way. I also think it's weird, though, that, like, somebody wouldn't reach out to Joe Rogan from YouTube and be like, hey, I'm your guy. If you ever have a problem, you come to me. If there's an issue, you come to me. Like, come on. That's not that hard. One of those people could have a hundred accounts they're working with, you know? It might be strange to think that there's just people sitting around who are really good at their jobs waiting to be hired as well. I also think, Simon, we what I've started to realize is that we assume that these massive companies are just that, massive companies. I think in reality, maybe they're like, they occupy a small floor on a nondescript business tower, and that's it. It's like 50 people. And then they have some people all in the periphery, but... I'm starting to believe that a lot of these big companies become so big because they have no fucking employees. Well, a lot of them uh, contract out. Like if you take Rogers, for example, you know, when of a course. guy shows up yeah, to your that house guy doesn't work and you're for Rogers. like, uh, can you tell your boss at Roger? Uh, yeah, I don't work for Rogers. Yeah. You know? And quality Off- control goes down. Often those guys are like, I'd call Rogers and tell them they're fucking you. Like I've had those guys, I've had those contract guys yeah. out come and tell me like, you shouldn't be paying for this because they're what they can't be giving you what they're offering. I've had Rogers in and out of my house so many times that now when I talk, by the way, Rogers is our fucking cable phone provider. It's our Verizon. Yeah. So I tell them, yeah, send whoever you want, but they have to work for Rogers. They better show up in a Rogers uniform and their truck better be a Rogers truck. Because I don't want the, because what happens is you get this other guy and if there's a problem, then they have to go back and st- like they can't. It's a contractor. They can't phone home, you know? But like we were talking about last week, Apple basically started a podcast and they do not care about it whatsoever. Dude, that is so mind-boggling to me because, again, you're talking about, like, Apple saying, you know what, we're going to dedicate 50 people to this division and those 50 people, like, because, I don't know, was it you who said last week it's probably, like, three guys? Well, what I said was that Apple, I don't see how Apple generates money from podcasts, which is why they are like, go ahead. We had the market forever. We didn't make any money off it. We don't care. There's a way to do it. I'm not smart enough to have figured it out, but there's there's a way to monetize just about fucking sure. everything. I, there definitely is. That's why Spotify is doing it. But you're forgetting that Apple is like, we make that, the amount of money we would make there is such a small amount that it's not even worth dedicating 50 people and hiring out. And Google's working on autonomous cars and other stuff. Can I tell you what the difference is here? Sure. And, and this is exactly it. And you guys <laughs> both know this because you listen to that front line about Amazon. Amazon didn't care. Jeff Bezos didn't care what it was. He wanted it all. I get it. It wasn't enough. It, like, he would have never left podcasts on the table. You're, he would have taken it anyway. I know, but you're forgetting. They already have it anyway. So it's not what the Apple is like. We're losing small percentages per year of a thing that we did de- that we had a hundred percent of forever. So for them, it's like if if five years from now we only have eighty percent of the market share. Well, oh no, I'm agreeing with you in a way. Like I actually think they're all horrible. But as far as horrible goes and evil goes, I think Apple is the least evil of them all. And I think you're probably right. I think that maybe they have enough with all the money. There's no CIA involved <laughs> no. in Apple. They're no, not they're even defi- trying. There definitely is. I think it happened when he died. I think that's when they managed to get in. I think he held them at the gates for a long time. Um, so Tim Cook is a gay CIA operative. Well, that would make sense. The with best the frogs, kind, Matt, because he can talk the to Anderson Cooper, gotcha. right? 
Do we start the show? Yeah, I'm sorry. What was I going to say? Wow, shit. We haven't even started. Amazon owns Twitch and something else. So they're in, the, in that space. Right. Oh, no. Everybody's in every space. And Maddie, this week is going to be hot. Sure. Hot, okay. hot electricity. Can we run through the episode? Guess please, wise? Kamar? No. Well, oh, the temperature. Talk about oh, okay. Kamar. I'm not getting run, hot. I'm not. You I want me to run through the guests again? He did it oh, already. Sorry. We're My good apologies. to start. Okay. So 1533. Adam. We were going to rate the week. Yeah. Definitely going to rate the week before we That's start we do, this yeah. thing. Yeah. We do have a whiteboard. It does say rate the week. With a huge fucking yeah. rate, the week. rate yeah. the week. All right. Let's do that then. Let's rate we'll start the week. start with you, Simon, please. And thank you. Um, I'm going to give this week. There's no Cokes in the fridge, are there? There might be one. I don't think there is. Fucking dying for caffeine. Uh, you want a Red Bull? No. Podfather. Um, it's Adam Curry, Ron White, and Tim Kennedy. Pretty I'm going to give this week a three and a half. Kamar. I'm going to give it a two. Yes, yes. I'm going to mirror that too. I don't, uh, I didn't like this week. It was fucking ordinary. <coughs> but there's a lot of reasons, actually. Do you know what I thought this week was in retrospect? And you can say that about a lot of weeks, I guess, but it seemed very uh, predictable. If that makes sense. I guess maybe we already knew Adam Curry was coming in. So I guess maybe that's why I'm saying that. But like Tim Kennedy, I feel there's going to be a ton of hunters. So many hunters in this new era. Like I'm all right there. I I, I have it in my notes. Like we might have to change the way we do the show legitimately. Repeat guests are never exciting. I would be so happy if hunters became MMAs. Yeah, no, we might, we might, I mean, we'll see how the next couple months go, but there are going to be so, yeah, it's going to be brutal. They're going to be it's right gonna be there, and every brutal. time he doesn't have a guest, he's just going to phone up fucking Ben whoever. Excuse me. Anyway, let's yeah. get into the first one, please. Adam Curry, 1532. Three. Sorry. <coughs> 1533, um, the podfather, <laughs> Adam Curry. And Joe must have been Christ. thinking to himself, fuck. <laughs> I, they all begged for Alex Jones. I said I wouldn't have him on. I have the Podfather on instead. And it might as well be an Alex Jones episode. Well, let me tell you what my problem was with this episode. Um, how I believe this went down. I believe Adam Curry showed up. They, again, as we've discussed, were ill-prepared because the studio wasn't fully prepped and ready to go. Jamie had a catastrophic failure with his Mac. Went out and told Joe, said there's a catastrophic failure. We're probably not doing a show today. Hate to tell you this. Bad news. We're probably not doing a show today. At which point, Joe and Adam sat down and started drinking. Figuring, well, you're here. It's your birthday tomorrow. Why don't we just have some drinks? There's a 10% chance Jamie figures this out. It's probably not happening. They sit down. They have some drinks. Jamie figures it out. And then, oh, shit, we have a podcast. Because Joe was, like, drunk a half hour into this. I think it was a dumpster fire of a podcast. I couldn't agree more. Why do you think all of that? Why do you think all of that? Well, they why, men- do you, why do you think computer failure? Well, they mentioned, I mean, they mentioned that it almost didn't start because Jamie was having issues. And then Kamar mentioned that he had taken the photo with the failure of the. So I think that was what happened. I think that's how it played out. Because again, they were having drinks when this thing started, but Joe was already clearly a couple sheets to the wind. Do you agree, Kamar? I think he was wasted, but I was thinking more in lines that. Uh, Joe was in shock, like, holy fuck, this is my first show in this new studio. Oh. It's all sort of coming 
You know what I mean? You make this decision and like, yeah, well, the new podcast and then we're here. Also, he's still reeling from almost getting the shit kicked out of him from Mike Tyson. So his nerves are probably shot. But he was way too drunk to do this podcast. And I put way everything on Joe. This was just unlistenable. Wow. This I, was a terrible podcast. It, it's so amazing that it's, three people can have such an alternating view. I, and I'm not saying it was a great podcast. I didn't know. I didn't even know in my head that Joe was drunk. Okay, so I never. So you didn't watch any of this. He sounded like a drunk white girl. I didn't. He does slurring at the end. Thank you. Well, this is what I thought was going on, and I could be totally wrong, obviously, but I think that Adam Curry went in there with a purpose, and his purpose was to say exactly what he said. And Joe, I think at the beginning, thought to himself, "Yeah, this isn't how I want to start with Spotify," and he was doing his best to. In air quotes, derail Adam Curry from getting out all these statements. Now, I'm not, this isn't uh, Joe was trying to stop him from saying, I think on a different time he would have been fine with it, but because he was the first episode, he was, but hold on, and know, what he but, thought, what he thought, just one second, okay. just one second, what he thought, and because this happens all the time, I don't know if you notice on Rogan, but somebody will be going off on something, Joe will derail them a little bit, and they forget what they're talking about. Adam Curry never forgot what he was talking about, and that's what I mean. thank God. He went in there with a fucking purpose. He had things he wanted to say on the Joe Rogan show. The first time he did it, I was so fucking irritated at Joe. I was like, this is obscene. And I was like, I can't believe, because I was like, I wanted to hear where, where this guy was going so badly. His first point about UBI. Thank you. When Joe clearly drunkenly cut him off and just went off on his own little funny tangent, and you could tell Adam Curry was sitting there just saying the last sentence over and over in his head, like, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. And the second he, <laughs> he felt like I could bring this back, he was like, so back to what I was saying, Joe. So now, take that exact same situation... But look at it under the guise that I just told you. So instead of it just being Joe being a drunken interrupter, he was like, I, I really think that, man. I think that he just, he he was hoping that Adam would just forget about it and they would end up talking about something funny. Why? You know? Let me ask you this question, though. Do you not, like... Because <clears throat> I don't think that Joe wanted to have his first Spotify episode be like a, a inflammatory... So I'll stop you right away, though. This Whatever. was not the first you Spotify. It was inflammatory, what he's talking about? This wasn't the first Spotify episode. I don't, but lots of people would have. No one knows because he never got to talk about it. This wasn't the first Spotify episode. So I don't know why we keep the doing it. The first this. one in Texas. Whatever. Well, even, but that, okay, but that's a moot point for Spotify. This was the fourth or third Spotify episode. So maybe, okay, I, I, maybe Joe just wants to. Maybe he just wanted it to be. Maybe it wasn't what he thought it was going to be with Adam Curry, because the last one kind of wasn't like this. He wasn't so conspira conspiratorially minded. I truly believe that it was just Joe. I think that Joe was drunk and giddy, and Adam Curry yeah. was a little bit drunk and more, like, confrontational. I don't think when you're drunk, you have the wherewithal to steer a uh, conversation the way you wanted to go. I agree. He maybe, wasn't even listening to him after Maybe time. he wasn't as drunk as you thought he was. Oh, no, no. He, like, he was drunker. Least, he was so drunk. Like, he was... It also I, made me think... I'm surprised he didn't turn and go, I love you, Jamie. Yeah. I fucking love you, Jamie. I honestly thought to myself, wow, what a lightweight. Which is what made me think they must have been drinking before. Just straight liquor. So, doesn't take long... Okay, then well, let's... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I give Joe a break, too. I don't think he drinks often. 
let's get by this part okay, and sure. we'll uh I, I like that he said that the last time he was on rogan it renewed his credibility with the world <laughs> well i thought that was a bit of a problem because you realize the first time he was on uh rogan he seems to sort of like at the end of his rope talking about his divorces his podcast was doing obviously he got a huge rogan bump so he was super excited to be there like reinvigorated like he said i think he was always doing fine kamar because his model we know this because we talked about it at length when he was on revolves around like the support of his people and i think he always had that um i think you're right though that because he got such a bump last time he realized the absolute impact that his words could have how far it gets out the opportunity now. he would have had and i truly believe this goes back to my original point about him feeling like this was an opportunity for him to say what he felt yeah well he had some very controversial shit very felt. yeah for sure um, clearly whether he wanted to say it or not probably anti-vaxxer or at least in the making I mean, a year or two off the, for sure. The one part of it that I liked was he said, you know what, don't let's not, it should be just cautious vaxxers. And I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate people who want to like do the research on what the government is doing. I, I totally can appreciate that. That's not saying that you shouldn't vaccinate your kids, but you can't just say because somebody wants to have a conversation about it oh, right away, you throw them into the flat earth. No, pile, no, no. But that's, know? that's a, that's an all lives matter thing. In my opinion, being like, Oh, I, I'm all for safe vaccines. That doesn't mean we're all for safe vaccines. Do you, do, Simon, when you say you're for vaccines or when I say it, do you honestly think that I'm just, I would willy nilly just anything the government gives me injected into myself. Or do you think that I, when I say I'm for vaccines would like there to be rigorous testing and like, I think Matt, that before I would have willy nilly me, I would have put it into me. I, I don't know what you would have done. I don't know why, where your head's at. You know what I mean? But th th I, that like, that's the perfect example. I would have done that. I just would have been like, yeah, fuck for sure. Don't, I'm not even going to think about it. Just do it. Yeah. But that's the problem is there like, uh, <laughs> so we talk like Tim Kennedy will get to it, but we talk about like the sowing of dissent and all this shit. It's, it's the same thing. It's just this idea of the powers that be like all these other superpowers. They don't want you to vaccinate. They want you to be an anti-vaxxer because then that makes our entire population sick and stupid and fucking. And the whole idea is what we've, we've known forever. They never, ever, ever in the history of vaccines said that a hundred percent of you, a, it's going to work or that B there aren't side effects for a small portion of the population. They've known that forever. They've said that forever. That's never been a secret. So the whole idea that like, Oh, it's not safe. I, I know there's been some fucking foul shit with vaccines. We all know it. We've, we've done fucked up shit with everything. We still have those things in our lives actively every day. Think about Volkswagen. They, they knew that, that their cars were a fucking death trap, yet they put them on the road. Volkswagen's still out there on the road. Okay, let me just, I'll put it to you the best I can, okay? Please do. Um, let's say, let's, this is all made up, okay? But let's just say that that shit about um, them fucking up that vaccine that I told you about, the... Um, what was that? The uh, polio polio vaccine and killing millions and millions of people, their own children. Let's just say that's true. Okay. And let's say there's a doctor who was working on that, who was responsible, but never got brought to justice. And instead of um, being blackballed by the society, he moved up to Canada. Okay. 
we started working with Canadian vaccines and he's involved now in the vaccines that are being given to my kids. I just, all I'm saying is I would like to do the research to at least see that that guy's involved in this and now he's involved in that. Okay, but hear me out. I'm not that disparaging was, vaccines. Sure, but I'm just saying is that was it. Polio was like the what, 1920s, 1910s? Yeah, I told you it was a bad example. I, but I'm just saying is we live in a world now of checks and balances oftentimes. I get it. Stuff falls through the cracks all the time. I'm not fucking ignorant to that. But for the most part, we live in a world of checks and balances. And in that world, vaccines fucking work. So I don't, it's like a... Like I said, cautious vaxxer. It's not not getting the vaccine. It's be, being diligent enough to do a little bit of research. But again, what More research? than I would have done before. What I just told you, Matt, to, as, so at least if there's some glaring fucking thing going on, I'm going to know about it. But that's what I'm asking you is like, what? Okay, fair enough. We'll move on because you and I are just going to get in some ridiculous argument over nothing. Again, I'm going to give the vaccine. I'm just going to do my homework. Okay. I mean, we'll see. I, again. What does that mean, your homework? Thank you, Tamar. This is no, what I'm saying. Ask your like, dad. I just told you. No, because my dad's a fucking idiot when it comes to this stuff. You know, he's going to do it for sure. But even then, what do you, okay, but so let's just work this out. You're going to go on the internet, right? At where you trust no one. And so, well, no, but let me, let me ask. So what reputable news source or what news source, what source are you going to trust to give you information on said vaccine? Do you see the loop we're getting into here, Simon? Yeah, I mean, it's... So you're really not going to take the vaccine. But again, you're, then you're just confirming that the internet can't be trusted. Like, of course, there's got to be places we can go for reputable information. I think it's just... I believe there are tons, yes. Blind placebo tests. I don't think all of those places are definitely the government. You think I get all my information news from the government? No, I'm but just... I, I'm just saying, look, if it's the government who's making the vaccine or whatever. But this is my thing. There do have you... to be people but checking them. Do you think the government is in the business of making vaccines? Just out of curiosity. No, like... even more to the point then, right? Like, so if you have a guy like Bill Gates making vaccines, uh, Bill Gates isn't the fucking health czar of the world. He's a fucking Microsoft dude. He's made himself into this guy who everybody looks to for... Well, dude, Elon Musk made PayPal and now he's putting chips in people's heads. So we're kind of we're kind of getting lost in the in the mix here. Like now nowadays everyone does everything. Well, do you not agree with me though? Well, okay. I, I it's fine. I I I Well, get- no, but rich people the point is like Bill Gates has tons of money. He has his hand in a million things. Okay, okay, so fine. So go back to Bill Gates then. So that guy's making your vaccine. Like, I want triple and quadruple checks on that, you know? But like I said yesterday, Russia's already started testing a vaccine, and you're like, okay, you're not going to take a Russian vaccine. But would you not look into that? Like, I, I don't understand why Russia would make a bad vaccine. They don't want to kill their people. All I'm they saying, might Simon, is... kill you. They sold a... They're selling a billion doses to uh, Philippines, United Arab Emirates, uh, Saudi Arabia, like, other people ordering them. Well, that they're list, not going to make a that vaccine list that... fucking sucks, so... They're, they're, we're just human beings. I don't know why we're like, those people are stupid. We're smart. Like, well, first of all, all I'm saying is you can look into that vaccine and if it turns out it's good, whatever research you're going to (laughs) do. Let's just say, Kamar, just uh, the most conspiratorial fucking side of this. Let's say Russia decided that Putin decides that he wants to take over the world like the olden days. Okay. Um, He hasn't decided that. What I would think he's decided that already. What would be a really quick way to fucking wipe out a lot of your enemies? To give a vaccine to all your people? Because they're giving to Russians. How do you... And then they give a different vaccine to other people? Hold on, stop, Kamar. And I, I got to ask you, though. Do you see what we've done here is 
in in the five minutes, Simon, your cautious your cautious vaccination argument, you've already shot down like everything we've put to you. You've already been like, I couldn't. No, I would never. This is the point I'm making is your idea that you're this cautious and same with Adam Curry. You guys have this idea that no, no, we're cautious vaccinators. It's just a facade that you've built up in your head so that you're not an anti-vaxxer. That's it. It's a thing that you've built up so that you can go to people and say, no, 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 I am vaccinated. Why and I- does it have to be anti-vax and vax? That's like, again, you're drawing teams for no reason. I'm not drawing Why teams. can't it just be, I want to know what the fuck is going on? Because everyone wants to know what's so great. But I don't think that's the case, Matt. I think there are tons of people who are happy to just walk around knowing nothing. There are for sure. It's easier. It's easier that way. It just is. Okay. But again, so I've walked you through it. What, where are these reputable news sources? Give me, give me an example of where you're going to go to find out if the vaccine you're taking is safe. When the time comes, I'll let you know where I went. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Matt. I haven't started looking yet. Is it Teresa Tam? Who said you should wear a face mask when having sex? Probably not. The head of Canadian health? Well, but that's exactly my point. So like, that's the person we're going to go to. Why? But again, you and I, I brought up. I know. I get it. I know why you think that's good. I even. Um, well, can I, should I say it for the audience? Because I said that to you and well, Kamar doesn't even know. No, no. I, I, that's oh, what you I was saying. It on to him? I okay. said Matt's point was logical on this, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only way it can be. But go ahead and say it. Well, no. So our, our health minister came out last week or the week before and said to Canadians, you should probably be having sex with a mask on. With your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was some outrage. And Simon and I... Right, From your bubble. Yeah. And Simon and I, rightfully so, when we heard it, were like, this is ridiculous. What are we up to now? But I stopped and I said to Simon, hold on. What if maybe what if maybe what we're doing here is we're not really saying you and your partner are in the bubble need to have a face mask on. Maybe what we're doing is, much like when you watch uh, ESPN or the UFC... They've been tested vigorously for COVID, yet they're still social distance. They're still wearing masks in certain cases. And what I said was maybe it's because it's for the optics to show the public, hey, shit is not normal right now. And if they're doing it, you need to do it, normalize it. So again, when she came out and said, you need to be having sex with a mask on, she wasn't actually saying Simon and his wife should be wearing masks when they fuck. It's the idea that if we say it to everyone, then the 22-year-olds running around the market right now fucking each other, might think, oh, well, you know what? I can still put my dick in. I, like, you'll wrap your dick in a bag. Or is the mask, <laughs> is the, mask the new brown paper bag? <laughs> you know, for an ugly chick, but oh, a mask Oh, dude, for it. sure, yeah. You, I actually would like if you wore this mask. I should wow. wear two. Wow. Yeah, we're going to need a double mask, yeah. Yeah, one over the eyes. <laughs> Just your nose is exposed. Not even. And I'm going to wear this gas mask. That's some gimp shit. Either way, Simon, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I no, just... No, you I, don't. You're doing exactly... No, you're I'm not. You're doing exactly what he said people would do, which is... But again, that's... The second that you put up any sort of questioning, they're going to throw you into the flat earth pile. And, yeah, that's and that's what you did. Of course, but that's what conspiracy theorists do, is they say this thing where it's like, well, if, if they fight back, they're part of the machine and part of the problem and the government, and they're actually... And that, again, is a fucking... He is an old white conspiracy theorist who believes all this. So you just, what else did you believe that Adam Curry said? Because I thought he came off okay, as well, a little look, bit batshit crazy. I thought he'd come off very collected, but he couldn't get a word in edgewise. And then succumb to Joe's fucking silliness and just hand it up. 
I don't I don't think he was that crazy. The problem is there's always a half hour discussion now on both sides. We have to start seeing our uh, similarities and communicating and that, you, you know what I mean? Like it happens in every episode. It's like, yes, we know that, but I don't think they should. I think they should cut that country into four and just be done with it. But still listen to the other side. Well, sure, we listen to other countries. Mm-hmm. But what's happening in America is like, if you are any of these things, you're done. I hate you. You're dead to me. And it's vice versa. So there's no conversation whatsoever to get anywhere. It's so polarized. But I think everyone, I'm doing it now, has to hear what other people have to say to, instead of demonize the person, demonize the idea or find a common ground with the idea. But it's not because you believe this you're done. Like, I, we just can't work that way. Agreed. Yeah. And I just did it. Yeah, I know. But there are certain things where we agree that, like, there's no starting point. Like, if a guy came in here and was, like, had a giant swastika tattooed on his chest, it'd be tough for you to sit down at the table with this guy and try to find common ground, I mean, right? if he was an active Nazi, but again, if it's like a... Daryl Davis si- situation. Exactly. Where, and sure. I don't know this guy's story. If it's it would Dar- be crazy for me to... But I'm just saying, but okay, but let's... It's prejudice. So Daryl Davis has done that, like, to what? Maybe 25, 30 people in his life? I mean, it's a tough road, is all yep. I'm saying. No, and, and for sure. And look, it could be a scenario, and I know, I don't even know why I'm... But it could be a, the other swastika, the Buddha swastika. And sure. we just right away assume that that person's a Nazi, and really, he's, like, the most peaceful person out there. But you think know? about it like this, Simon. Do you look at Germany as, like, a, a fascist state right now? Do you look at those people as free, people living in Germany? Yes. Okay. So we'd all, all, the three of us sitting here would agree that Germans in 2020 are free. Would you say they're as free as Americans? Yep, I would. On paper, you would. Would you agree with Everything that, Simon? Everything except the fact that they can't talk about the Holocaust. Okay, but. Like, that's really been. Well, it's not they can't talk about the Holocaust. Is that it? They can't There's talk, some law. No, the law is you can't own any Nazi paraphernalia. But this is what I'm getting to is like. There's, see, you look at it and you're like, these people are free, by and large, free to do what they want. They just have this one thing, this one glaring thing where they're like, we don't want to repeat this. We don't want this to come back. So you just cannot do or have this stuff or you'll go to jail. Now, again, I think go to jail is a weird one, but you see what I'm saying is they're just as free as Americans. They've just said, hey, this one thing that we really fucked up on big time and nearly fucked the world up, that's off limits. It's officially off limits. What's your point? Well, my point is, is like freedom, like Tim Kennedy said it, maybe we're too free. Maybe, maybe America suffers from just he's a little too much freedom. Well, look, well, he's an idiot. I look at it like that. Ken, <laughs> I, I look at it like that Kendrick Lamar song. Oh, you listen to it? Yeah. What'd you think? Well, it's exactly what he's saying. You, just because of this, you can't uh, do you can't this. Can't throw the baby out with the bath. Exactly. So everyone's prejudging too much. And it's just it, like in the middle, uh, Ron White episode, there was none of that. Because Ron White doesn't give a fuck about no, being canceled or cancer culture on the other side. No. So it's a refreshing conversation, whereas this one got bogged down by that and Joe's interruptions and blah, 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 blah. Interesting point. Adam Curry was vaping in this episode. Hmm. Interesting. After he condemned vaping, so. Um, it just goes to show young people, though, that, believe me, you're going to be 20 and you're going to be an MTV VJ and you're going to feel one way and then there's a good chance that you're going to get some white hair and be 50 and have some fucking out there ideas. Well, there's no doubt about that, man. After you live a certain amount of time and you see a certain amount of things, like, you get jaded. 
I just said unavoidable. Yeah, I know. You do a podcast for 20 years and other podcasts just blow past you, you get jaded. So, so look, <laughs> another thing he talked about was cash, right? They want to take cash away. And um, we'll get to his crazy theory in a second. But what he did talk about was Jekyll Island. And Jekyll Island that we talked a, a tiny bit about last week, that's where the national, the um, Federal Reserve Federal Reserve is. And the way the Federal Reserve was formed, and again, I'm going to fucking butcher this, but like the highlights are um, Rockefeller started the Federal Reserve, convinced the United States... How they did that is beyond me, a backroom whatevers, you know, somehow convinced the states that it was better for them to have their money in the Federal Reserve, which is a private company. Like, the whole thing doesn't make any sense from the jump. It, it's so um, tied into to, uh, crazy weird deals right from the start. It doesn't make any sense. Like income tax. Like income tax. Um Anyway, so that, I mean, that, that, that's true. So if you want to go back and look at like how all of that was started. Wars. I mean, income tax is wartime. They needed more money. Yeah, so. no, no. I'm talking about the Federal Reserve. Um, but he was talking about China spraying, literally spraying dirty money and shipping it over here. <clears throat> that might be out there. And again, nothing is impossible, but... It would seem to me that there's easier ways to do it. Oh, the, to spread a virus? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think there'd be more controlled ways to do it. Well, that too. I think we saw one. Mm -hmm. Did you notice when he mentioned that he went to the Russia Freedom Festival? Like the one we were talking about? The one, the winds of change. No, I didn't notice. Because he says, I went I went to <laughs> Russia with Skid Row and Joe, ah, Oh, fuck. I like Toyotas. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, so now how, do, do you think, how do we know it was that? Because I, mean, I have the footage of him entering the bands on the plane to go to it. Oh, my God. So he's the guy to talk to about this. Oh, my God. And he'd be the open-minded. Do you not think maybe then he would be a CIA show? Well, no. He, that that's he's, why he's pushing me. He's shut out. His family is CIA and they don't talk to him. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, that sounds like a perfect it, cover, though. Isn't it interesting, though, that his family was that tied in and he ended up as a VJ? That's the interesting part. And I'm not saying he's compromised, but if they were looking to comp perfect and then he ends up breaking away, that's fine, whatever. But that's well, what they would want. Influence the youth. Imagine if at every family dinner, too, they were playing some sort of subliminal messaging to him. I bet you when he started podcasting, people were like, you're crazy. This is stupid. And uh, look at us now. And he started podcasting. Think about that. And he started The guy who started podcasting was that tied into the CIA. Simon, how do you feel about this now? We I go don't live know if he's to tied Simon. in or locked out of the CIA. Well, he's tied. Listen, <laughs> just because he says that they don't tell him certain stuff at dinner doesn't mean he's not. Look, conspiracy theorists love or conspiracy realists love to go. Uh, you like that, Matty? Yeah. Love to. I mean, to, no, but yeah. <laughs> love to. Um, go back and look at like the backstory to Oswald or to the guys who committed um, assassinations or the, the school shooters or whatever. Not so much the school shooters. That's probably a bad example. But with the, Matt, what are you looking up there? Nothing. Don't no. worry. The school shooters, it, uh, not the school shooters, the um, assassinations and shit like that. They look back and they, they often find like some, the dad worked for whoever. It's like Obama's mom. 
You know what I mean? She was uh, one of those vamps for the CIA. I mean, you could argue there's six degrees of separation if it's such a big... I mean, you argue that it's a huge organization with... Yeah. So, you know, then the six degree thing works out pretty well. In a Fair enough. What if it's only two degrees? It still works out pretty well. Well, I'm just saying if there's that many, I don't know. Playing uh, devil's we, advocate. Yeah, here. no, no. Very good, very good. Um, so... Come on, you have nothing? You didn't... He vaped. Oh. And, he, and, 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 and before, the last time, he said he didn't vape. And the other thing is, you know how he's anti-technology and monitoring. He was like, yeah, I'd get the uh, Elon thing. So, like, I, this guy isn't rigid. Of course, he's a conspiracy um, but do you not- guy, but I don't, think he's, I don't think he's crazy. I got the idea, though, that he meant, like, and maybe I'm wrong. I just thought he meant like he'd get the Elon thing if like to keep up. Well, he said he agreed with the bandwidth, the the communication thing because he wants to just be able to send an email with his head. But I think he's like, uh, if you can't beat him, join him. I guess yeah, that's the same thing as keep up. I felt I don't think any of us understand how little we want to just be able to send an email. But if he was really against mind control or the social media companies or getting hold of. There's no way he'd go near the Elon Musk thing. Think of how many texts or emails you'd send that would accidentally end in like, P.S. You have really big tits. Or, you know what I mean? Or like, I hate you. You're a fucking piece of shit. Well, even let's take it a step back from that, Matt. We all, I mean, you're pretty good. I know you've gotten off most, most of social media, but most of us sit there and we spend a long time on our phone and we think we're being entertained and we think this is what we like. But this is just, we've gotten used to it. Right. Like, I think we can all agree on that, that most people have just gotten used to the phone being a part of their whatever, that we don't even remember the good old days anymore. And now they're going to take this thing that we think that we love and they're going to put it into our brains like we're agreeing to take something that is fucking not even what we want. Well, I mean, that, that we've already done that with these phones. And, well, I know, on, but though. even worse when, it, like Matt said, all you have to do is blink and you send an email. Like, is that really what we want, guys? But hold is on. that really where we want to fucking get to? Again, I, I will argue two major, major points here. And the first is that as far back as I can remember, I've always said it would just be incredible to not have to have headphones and just have music in your head forever. That would be fucking incredible. Again, if you had control over the volume, the the controls, that would be fucking incredible. Also, it would be phenomenal if you could blink your eyes and take a photo with your point, with your perspective and point of view, not the way that because a camera distorts the world, the lens distorts the world. I'm talking about you get to see exactly what I see. That would be fucked. So those are two things where right off the right off the jump, and let's just take away corporations being in your head or being able to control any of that shit. Those two things right away on the basis alone would be incredible, right? I think as you can imagine, those those are down the road. But what it's first starting is if we can uh, stop dementia with your grandmother or someone can walk again. I mean, those. Would be incredible. I think those, those are the initial beginnings. Like I've said, if you can imagine something, it's possible. So. I never thought about those applications, but of course those would be able to be done. I or guess, just record what you did. Yeah. I guess we're just too old, but... Um, there is that too. If you were born with those things, yes, I agree. It would be incredible. 
those are upgrades to us, to human beings, that would be good. But the idea of it being given to me and implanted in me, I don't like it, man. There are already so many things about being a human being that you can't control and you want to like... I, I, I don't know. It's just like the, the idea studio, this is giving, hard. The idea of this is giving you more control. I think, Simon, too, the, the thing I... The thing that makes me hopeful about this is that the first, like like Kamar just said, is the first adopters are all going to be people that are all in a great deal of pain or can't operate yep. properly. And they're all just going to sign up because they're like, listen, like I saw a video the other day of a guy who has, again, this is an implant. It is Neuralink. It just doesn't have the capacity to do what Elon wants. All this thing is, is an implant in your head for Parkinson's. It zaps this part of your brain constantly. It's just a constant uh, electron on and off. And it basically fixes Parkinson's. It showed the guy with it off trying to eat cereal. He's like, I haven't eaten cereal in 10 years. And he can't, he just can't, he, he can't do it. And then his wife turns the thing on and it's not perfect. I'm not saying he's just smooth and silky, but he gets the fucking spoon in his mouth. And it's one of those things where you're like, wow, that's incredible. That, for all intents and purposes, is Neuralink. It's it's a company putting a fucking thing in your head. There's a weird disconnect where where we see that and we go, "That's incredible! Look what we've done here. We are we've really done it." But then when you hear when you hear Elon Musk be like, "I want to do pretty much the same thing, but give you all these other," that's when we were. That's when all of a sudden we're like, "Yeah, no." But you can watch it, you know. I can watch what Neuralink. Well, he, it's a, it's about a two hour video. They show them implant the machine the pig, that implements yeah. the pig, yeah, yeah. I, the I've whole seen, experiment, uh, and then they interview with all the uh, experts that are work on it. Yeah, and he and it, what was crazy is like, and we are hot, we're looking for engineers for this for that. Like it was um, it was a casting call more than a information session. It all sounds, um, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that I live in the generation I live in. That's change is hard, just like studios. I don't know, Simon. I mean, again, you could end up 10 years from now in a terrible position where you're like, fuck it, I'm getting neural. Like, I have to because I want. Of course. And if you need it, yeah. I'm not at, I would never say don't do that. I would be the first one to say, of I'm course, not, yeah, try not. every option possible. But if you're telling me like, look, all you have to do, I'm going to let you listen to music in your brain. And all you have to do is is let me drill into your head and put this thing in. I'm gonna be like, no, I'm cool with my speakers, dude. Like, and I'm sure mainstream usage for this is 20 years down the road. Your position's gonna be even more fortified. And fuck that. Thing. Well, I'm gonna be so old at that point, you know, that I'm gonna wanna just that's be where left I, alone. But that's know? where I think you're wrong. Is I think 20 years down the road they're gonna be like, listen, we can drill into your skull and give you another 40 good oh, years. Then I'm taking. And then all of a sudden you're gonna you go, be like. Fucking jump in. Floppers back yeah. I'm going to, and all I can hope at that point is that um, those 40 years aren't me as like a Manchurian candidate for them. Because, <laughs> fuck, listen, dude, if... Look, let's put it this way, okay? I'm going to lay a little something out for you. Um, let's just say that the CIA was using acid to try and build Manchurian candidates, okay? Let's say that was the point. They were trying to use acid for mind control and they realized it was way are you writing down the t amount of times i mentioned the cia no oh no one can write that much <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah what am i a stenographer i have my own point to make and they um they realized that it was just too unstable like it maybe it worked a little 
Why are you making that face? Because you're assuming that. Well, what do you mean? We, I'm assuming you're you're assuming they tested the acid and were like, whoa, we can't control this. Okay, well, I'm going to take a couple of examples. The Unabomber, Manson. Um, like, obviously, it could get you somewhere you needed to go, but these guys who were, like, a little bit more crazy than your average Joe were getting all fucked up. Anyways, okay, so we'll just move on from that. Um, from that, maybe they go to, like, whatever they're using right now. Maybe it's like VR. Maybe VR was the next big thing where they realized that we can like mimic a DMT type experience or whatever, something better than acid by using these goggles and our computers and our processors and all of that shit. And maybe step number three is they're like, dude, that way we have to like bring the people in and we have to do the VR. This way, they're willingly gonna just put the chip in their head. Like that is a possibility. Um, what I was writing down, Simon, was imagine if, so in the future, Neuralink is like not cheap. So, but, but to keep up, you have to get it, right? Like you won't, you can't compete in any, in any field, any sport. Like you just, you, you have to get it. Because you're a dummy without it. Yeah. But I mean, again, you're just, your bandwidth is like. Well, because you can learn Kung Fu like that and exactly. I can't. So what if in order to get it, you had to buy like a much like an app, like you had to buy the version with ads. And what I mean is like, so you have this Neuralink in your head. So Simon and I are having a conversation and I'm like, I don't know, man, I really need the Vikings to win. Red Bull. Have you had a Red Bull today? And then I, I myself just narrate a fucking 30 second Red Bull ad, which I'm not even aware. And then I just snap out of it and I'm right back to, imagine you just have to sit there where I'm like, you're just like, fuck. That'd be evil. But it, that's to pay for it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's all that's, right. That sounds just about right, Matt. <laughs> no, I, I, dude, if they, if they need everybody to, okay. That sounds just about right to me. <laughs> but I, I, I know it does. It doesn't seem that crazy. We're, look where we are right now with these fucking phones. And if you can't afford an app, they'll give it to you for free, but you got to skip, skip, skip. And now all you're going to have to do is say, skip ad, skip ad, skip ad, you know, or maybe they don't even let you skip ad. Maybe those ads become kill the president you know like oh my god that reminds me I, I i don't think any i don't think you guys have noticed this there's no more ads on joe rogan no cash app have you not noticed that no i didn't there are no more ads on joe rogan what no because i skipped a bunch of shit at the beginning so what was he doing there's what do you, i don't know he you, does the cash app still yes he does no yes, no, does. no no go 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 check do you right pay now. for spotify we'll, we'll listen to the half no uh, i'm listening on apple well, that's what I'm saying. If you listen on Spotify. Oh, you're saying as of the time he goes exclusive, there will be no more ads. No, I'm telling you as of right know. now, when you listen on Spotify to just the audio, there are no ads. Okay, but he's still making the ads on Apple. Yeah, but you're forgetting. Yes, I understand. But once, yes, fine. So what you're I'm saying, saying is on Spotify, when you listen, there are zero ads yes, unless so you don't pay for Spotify. In December, Joe will be ad free. That's correct. That's unless you don't saying. pay for Spotify, then there'll be ads. But I thought yes, Joe and Adam were saying the uh, CIA is way past Midnight Climax, all that stuff. Like, you seem to be, like, fearful. Like, if we don't do something, they're going to do this. Like, they've done it. Like, no, that's exactly what I just said. They did Right now is VR or whatever. And you're fearful someone's going to make you kill someone. I, no. I'm not really fearful of that. I'm, we're talking just... Kamar, look, if, you, if these people were nefarious, voice, if they were nefarious and they were trying to find the most 
quick and easy way to get into your head, which obviously they've been fucking trying to do for a long time. You know <laughs> what I mean? With this goddamn phone, the, the quickest way is to mainline right in there. And it's hard to convince people to do it if you say, you got to take this thing. But if you're doing it willingly. So the best way would be the vaccine. That could be one way. That could, uh, Kamar, that could be one way or even a better way than that would be to convince you like you love it so much like Elon is doing. It's just when you talk about this stuff, there's so much concern and like uh, immediacy in your voice. You know what I mean? Like it feels like you're concerned. I know you just talk about it for conversation, but I don't ever think about the CIA ever <laughs> or what they're doing. I've I feel like seen, you I feel like a good portion of your day is dedicated to the CIA. Sit. Like a, at least I'm going to venture into 2 hours of your day is dedicated to the Since CIA. Winds of change. Yeah. I, t I told you guys this. That was like a weird moment for me where it flipped a switch and now I can see behind a curtain. And, and I'm able to like, I just wasn't even thinking about it before. And now I'm like, oh shit, that makes sense. I could see why that would be like that. That works like that because they're involved in that. Like, and I feel like you're, you need this information to avoid something happening to you or your no, family. No, no, nothing's happening to it's yeah, tomorrow. It. If it happens, if it happens, it, what, like, look, you're going to be like a resistance fighter. You know what I mean? Nope. The whole place is going to shit. Except for Stephen Pinker. Like, I hope that doesn't happen. I just think there'd be a lot more assassinations if this was happening. A lot of... <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, a lot more famous Well, this is the fucking... The Russians still have to poison people. You, you know what I mean? Um, no, I'm just kidding, Mr. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Did I say that out loud? No, apologize to Ivan. <laughs> but, I mean, what was, uh, what was Adam Curry saying? Adam Curry was saying, look, um, I love your tech but I hate your business ethics, right? It's, um, this is another situation we land ourselves in where how much do you hate? <laughs> yeah. How much do you hate that your iPhone needs to have a uridium? I don't know what it is that they mine for it, but. Coltan. Not enough. That they're willing to like, ha you know, have fucking people die and have no rights and get paid terribly and all of that stuff. Like, does it matter to you? Yeah, but I don't want a ten thousand dollar iPhone. But either. not enough. So at what point, like, if we all say, if we all, co the collective all say, enough is enough, then do they just do it and it doesn't cost us ten thousand dollars? No, because it, well, I mean, listen, uh, this is a whole other conversation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're shifting. No, I just mean like even then. You have to stabilize a country first because Coltan is only in one country. So you have to stabilize that country and then pay them properly, which is a whole fucking barrel of monkeys. Yes, it probably costs $10,000. It's like night. as long as you're drinking water of a plastic bottle, the rest of your morality stuff, like you can't stand on a fucking toe. It's the whole vegan argument, right? Like I'm saving all these animals, but you're just killing a whole other subgroup of animals yep. to get what you, you care need less to make about. you feel about that. Right. Like the, the mouse isn't as important as the deer and the bug isn't as important as the, uh, like, I can't tell you how many fucking spiders I don't kill. Yeah. And you still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought the best thing was when uh, Adam Curry said, 
problematic is problematic in itself because it's either problem or it isn't. I thought that was some common sense. The most inflammatory thing he said was reclassifying black people as descendants of slaves or non-descendants of slaves. That's the only thing I was like, whoa, man, uh, where, is it, where is this coming from? What's, what's bothering you? Yeah. But I think he's an open-minded person and I don't think he's racist. Um, it was, he said that the motto of, I guess it's Biden, is build back better. He said that's the motto of everyone, apparently. He said it's like, yeah, that's weird. If that's true, like, I have no idea if that's true. But the idea behind that would be, like, everybody's in all these different countries are giving out the same. I mean, my favorite thought is that it's they've new all. world order. My favorite thought is that they've all gone to, like, a Roger Stone type, and he's just selling them all the same slogan for, like, $25 million, just duping them. You know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't, that would, that would actually surprise me less than like, what you're saying. Have you ever read, um, I don't know why you would. There's a Dr. Zeus story called the Sneeches. I think I've talked about it before. I've never read it. No. They, well, some of them have stars on their belly and some of them don't. And this guy shows up with a star off machine to, and it becomes this whole fucking, they be, get stars and then they want stars. And, and he's just making money. because Putting his, stars back on and taking them and off. And taking them off. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So... That, that's like Roger Stone, right? That's what I'm saying. Like they're just selling I truly stuff. believe that's more likely than there's this one world order who's trying to push. Like, I just don't believe that we, the public, are that stupid to buy that. I believe that they, the politicians, are dumb enough to just sign off on like, yeah, build better back. Sure, whatever. Kind of like why, why have I heard that? We well, why were is that the so Rough catchy? Riders and there was another Rough Riders team. And they a, just did it a, anyway. In the CFL, which only had eight teams. Nine, but yeah. I, I think politicians I think just back then it was only eight. Fine. <laughs> Sorry, Kamar. I think politicians just have a general contempt for the voting public and think they're all stupid, useless sheep. That's kind of my point. And then point. some sort of um, chosen person. But it's not logical to think that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden can make anything better since they've, they've been there up until this point. <coughs> Which, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but the election's coming. It's going to be exciting. Do you guys think there's going to be a debate? I think there will have to be some sort of debate. I agree, but it, if there isn't, that's a telltale sign. Because Trump will just go insane and like you won't hear the end of it, you know. Well, this uh, this coward won't debate me. Like that narrative will play out perfectly for him if Biden Didn't he just hides. accuse Biden of using performance-enhancing drugs? <laughs> well, we know he's on performance-enhancing drugs, so I guess that's just the Did he really? Yeah, that's, like, I'm pretty that's sure that's what he, yeah. Because he's definitely on fucking... I thought he accused him wearing Depends. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. Um, there was a great moment in this podcast where Joe said, and I guess this goes to your drinking thing. He said, oh, I got to pee again. And Adam just said, fuck you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's like, that's great. This is the most he's ever pissed in an episode. Yeah, this even Jamie, other reasons yeah, drinking. Yeah. Jamie yeah. was like, this is the first time he's pissed twice in a three-hour episode. And he wasn't drinking water. And his whole family was CIA. I mean, I'm just really thinking back to that now, to the VJ... I don't think he's compromised now. I think, if anything, when he started his podcast... Oh, no, that's interesting, too. <laughs> I'm glad I planted that fucking seed. You're going to have to do some more research. Big enough. Oh, it's all very interesting. The whole thing's very interesting. It's, yeah. I mean, even think about it, Simon. The idea of planting ideas in people's heads. we That's all you've been talking about for the last month and a half. Oh, no, I said, if you're a young CIA agent... The and world you're trying of to get podcasts, your come ups. that would be like as big, almost as big as the internet guy. No. 
But TikTok is where you want to be. That that's another one, Kamar. And you think the CIA but is that's, paired up no, with China? I think that's China doing the exact same thing here. Yeah, and that's why Trump wants to stop it because he's like We have our own people doing this. We have our own people <laughs> doing this. It's called fucking reels on Instagram. They already Right? Owned by Facebook. They but already it, fucking own him. But it's not happening. They built him up from the start. We went through this last week. Young CIA agent, Zuckerberg. Simon, just take it down a fucking peg, okay? No. He's so, look at him, he's fucking amped. No, we're done. That's it for Adam Curry? Yeah. Well, it was a I fucking garbage like fire of a podcast. It was a horrible way to start off. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like Joe this podcast. Joe got sloppy. The lighting, I mean, we didn't even get it. The lighting was horrible. The camera angles, you saw the back of uh, Adam's head or the Joe's head when they're talking. It's so distracting. The lighting almost made it look like, uh, like a, how would I describe it? The lighting made it look like you were watching a bad video game. Like they were trying to make real life. I don't know. It was tough to describe. At first, I thought it was just the adjustment from the old studio. And um, since the fact that I watched three episodes and the lighting changed in all episodes, I, now I know they're tinkering at it, so I'm not as critical. But this was just hard to watch, hard to listen to, uh, frustrating. It just, I know I begged and begged for the new studio. And when I got it, I was thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> I said it last week at, for the Duncan episode. I don't, I don't, I, I, I just don't like drunk people. I don't like being around them, so the idea of listening to someone interview someone while they're fucking wasted is... I totally agree with you, man. Like, I never... I I hate being around drunk people. Yeah. Especially because I'm dead sober. That's the thing about drunk, is like, if you're on the same level or even having a few drinks, like, that's why, you know, little known fact, your bartender is almost always having one or two themselves. Because it's just impossible... To do that job and be around people. I figured they were doing nitrous or something. <laughs> Deal with those savages. No, but like I remember working places and being scolded. Like you can't drink it. You can't drink at work. I'm like, look at these fucking maniacs out there. What are you nuts? Anyway, let's rate it. Simon, we'll start with you. Uh, I give this one a three and a half. Okay. Kamar? Uh, this is a weird one for this podcast. I give Joe a one and I actually give Adam Curry a four. I, I didn't think he was batshit crazy. That's kind of where I'm at. And I guess that, that maybe makes it through. I, think, I thought he was a little far out on a couple of things, but on a couple of things, I thought he was willing to... <laughs> he thinks someone's far out. <laughs> there you go. That shows you exactly what the fuck was going on this episode. I give it a one and a half. I just didn't like this episode. I thought it had potential, though, because Adam came with his agenda, whether you agree or not, but he wasn't able to articulate his points. Plus, he has the Tourette's. So if you watch it, he's, he's, oh my God, he's, he's blinking, always blinking. And yeah. the more he gets interrupted and off his point, you know, you're saying in his head, he's just holding on that sentence. He blinks more, so it was a little bit distracting, but I'm not going to hold it against his handicap or whatever. There was a point it. where you could vi you could see in his face how agitated he was. I think at, so. Like how drunk Joe was. And then he just succumbed and said, okay, we'll just be silly and yuck it up. Yeah. No, you could tell there was literally a point where he was like, well, this I can't have a real conversation He's here. a consummate broadcasting professional. I hope... Uh, it's almost like Best when you friend. go on a date with a girl and she gets too drunk too early and then it's just a total fucking mess and you're like, now I can't fuck her because she's too drunk and I'm now I'm just out with this moron. That is the worst. Well, maybe Joe just like, he saw what was going on and he thought, you know what? If I stay sober, I'm going to have to argue with this guy. But if I get drunk, well, I can just, oh, just let it go yeah. off the rails. Hey, 
I, Maybe, yeah. Saying. Listen. I have no idea where Joe stands anymore, which is the most surprising thing. I you think me, after all these episodes, <laughs> after all these years, they're like, I know Joe's lying, but I have no idea Well, anymore. me either. I have no idea where he stands anymore because depending on the guest, I find it's a totally different Joe. And he I was couldn't saying, agree with that. I had any. you here because you, you started you a podcast. This had to be I couldn't it. agree with that more. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Kamari. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, he was just saying, I had you here. Like, you say he, he regretted having a mom, but I genuinely think he was excited to have a mom, looking forward to the conversation, and just got drunk and fucking pissed the bed. I don't think he was, like, dreading having him on. I think he was really looking forward to having him on based on the last one. Mm -hmm. And I find that this time uh, Adam Curry came in with points he wanted to hit and he had an agenda yep. not a terrible one no. maybe just one that he didn't think was being articulated by the masses but you have your own podcast for that that's the weirdest part like i don't really understand like here's my thing is if i and i'm never gonna but if i, I if, do that if i go on joe i'm just gonna let the conversation go where joe it's his show let you know like i won't even talk about conspiracies i'll only talk about aliens we look forward to that day. <laughs> no, I think um, in his mind's eye, he was going on this to get his points out, his viewpoint out to, as a net to get people who like-minded, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. over to his podcast. Yeah, like no, he, he, he was basically marketing himself. You're probably right. And conspira conspiracy sells right now, man. Well, he might, you know what? So he might that Goes to your point. But he might even be a smart businessman in that he's like, maybe now that Joe's over here on Spotify, he's going to have less. Like, maybe he looked and was like, hold on, Miley Cyrus, Mike Tyson. I think that I can now take some of this shine. I think, I think those are all great points. But I just don't think he was heavy, far-fetched, conspiratorial. He was just, this is what he thinks. And, I mean, his track record of sort of knowing things doesn't make it... Less crazy than another person. A couple of times I thought he was uh, more than I would have been anyways. Um, but this whole CIA family thing, again, I'm not saying he's compromised right now, but the fact that he was a VJ and then starts what we know as podcasting, that is incredibly interesting. Pepe de Silva Nobody has, never I, sleeps. I haven't heard anybody discuss that anywhere yet. That's like, that's very interesting. So do we think now as well, just to, just in closing this out, do we think that every podcast now is pre like very pre-recorded? Oh yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no reason to say any day when this came out when it was recorded. I hate that. Like I had no problem when Joe stopped going live. Yeah, it just it's coming out later today. Or even the next day. So at least you're current with events, you know? Yeah. Like, what if there's something big that goes on and they're like, yeah. haven't happened yet and they're talking like it hasn't? They can't do that. That's not okay. This is what we call a slippery slope. It's not okay. Well, no, but he's going to get caught because like you're saying, he's going to make a joke about something and the next day some big shit will happen and he'll be like, oh, fuck, Jamie, we... I mean, again, they'll probably just edit or it out or some shit. That's what I was going to say. Or it just gets edited out, and then you're which like, is even worse, well, though. that's even worse. Well, I not even worse. I'd rather they edit it out a small chunk. I again, don't like any of it, man. Hold on. I I often do this. When we edit stuff out, uh, I mention it. Like, I, every time there's an edit, I mention it. Just because, for, again, for I don't like that we do it, and I always say why we do it. Because we don't edit for content for, like, oh, we're afraid of... There's just certain things, you know, where... 
I feel like it's best that. Yeah, you're not going to put your best interest ahead of fucking free speech or whatever the or the discussion or whatever. If it's going to hurt one of us, that's exactly yeah. it. Yes. And another strike against Joe is with Adam Curry. This would be a great opportunity to address the possible Spotify censorship scandal. No word of it. Well, Joe doesn't want to talk about that shit on. His, there's a thing, right? It's but, like there, there's a part of me that thinks that one time Joe was really transparent, just whatever. This is what's happening, and that is uh, lessening. It seems like every episode starts with that guy. Yep. Now it's this. Well, my love was always my love. I always really admired the fact that Joe um, had Twitter as a cash app sponsor. Huge. Like, that's a huge sponsor for Joe. And he still had him on with Tim Poole, who he knew was going to be adversary. You know, like, that wasn't going to be adversary. What do you mean? Adversary towards um, adversarial. Ad sorry. Would be an adversary towards Jack from Twitter. Not adversary. What? Somebody who's an adversary is somebody who's against you. He'd be critical of Jack. Yeah. Yeah. But he okay, sure. He'd so he'd have adversary. a sponsor yeah, yeah. on the show to get shit on. But I guess it, it, in retrospect now, Joe didn't do that. He had to do that in order to placate the outrage. So yeah, I don't know if I'm on the Once same you sign a hundred million dollars. Well, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I'm just not I don't think I'm driving on the same. I I I just don't see it that way. That's what I'm saying. You don't see what, what way? I don't see it as like he was doing it to placate and like this big fucking, I, I just think he wanted the discussion to be had. He had him on twice. No, that's what I mean. The first time it was just Jack and Joe didn't ask the right questions. And he got and it, lit up. That's what I'm saying. And then he had to yeah. have Tim Poole on. Yeah. He said that's why he but had But again, he wasn't scared to, to get them all in there, even though Jack Dorsey was patting Joe's pockets, you know? I don't know. I think he didn't bring it up because there's no issue. And for him, it's a moot point. Like, right. we, we did the Pete Johansson. So what's he going to do? He's going to come and say, hey, Pete Johansson wasn't censored. Like, I get that Alex Jones was two of them. But I truly believe Joe is like, I'm going to have Alex Jones on next week. And those episodes will be up in a week or whenever. And I'd be cool had he said that. Be a lot cooler if he did. Be a lot cooler. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I wouldn't even be thinking twice about it if it wasn't for Br Brian Callen. Well, anyways, we did the um, throwback episode of Hamilton Morris last week that's coming out on the Patreon, which you sign up for. And Joe said at the end of that episode, it was the worst episode ever. I now think this may have been the technical, wow. the interrupting, the inebriation. This might be the worst oh, episode the ever. The interrupting was hard, man. I was, I was, it was hard. I, I would not recommend this episode to someone. Yeah, yeah right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back. You gave it a three and a half. Yeah, it's too much because it, my problem is I don't want to punish Adam Curry for. It's not how this works. The cluster. It's not how this works. Yeah, that's why we don't rate the people. You it's rate a, the fucking it's episode. It's a two and a half. I like Tom Hardy. Sure, he's made a bad movie. It's you a, know what I mean. Like it's a two and a half. Which movie is the bad movie? That Tom Hardy's made. Capone. Oh, Capone was fucking awful. 
Uh, oh, that, that, but it's not really about. fair, Matt. It's like when you're in elementary school and you're doing your science project and you have a partner and that person fucks it up and then you're responsible, but your shit was really good. You built a great volcano. That's fine. But this motherfucker can't mix baking but soda and vinegar. That's you know? fine. But that's not how this, that's not how that works is what we're doing is we rate the episode. We don't, you know what well, I mean? I'm saying if the judges went like that, who are rating the yeah. science project, all right, both those people would get F's. I mean, it seems unfair. Okay. We're going to take a break. Yeah, please. There? Okay, please. Okay, sorry, Simon. We're going to take a break. We'll pay some bills and we'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. If you're like me, you wake up in the morning with brain fog, feeling lazy and confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything, but your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee and prescription meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, Onnit may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, Onnit took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called AlphaBrain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. AlphaBrain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing speeds, and is made from natural ingredients found in nature. For a limited time, Onnit is giving you a chance to try AlphaBrain free of charge. That's right, I said it free. You just have to pay the shipping. Best of all, if you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle and on it will give you a free refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as could possibly be, entirely risk-free with a 100% money back guarantee. So go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E and try it today. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash J-R-E-E to try your alpha brain trial today. 1534 Ronald J. White. I declare this was a saving grace. I don't know if it's a J. Ron I'm, White is I'm, always a saving I'm grace. I'm disparaging yeah. him there. Um, um, well, I'm going to find out. Uh, initially, it was, it was weird when he was like, yep, I'm hanging him up, Joe. Had enough. I'm, I can't do accents, but that's sort of like uh, the reality. And it, I think it sort of bummed Joe out. Just initially, like you're quitting. Yeah, well, I haven't written a joke in six months, and I don't know if you could, well, you could do it. You can get back on it. I don't know, Joe. And I mean, he doesn't have to. Like a lot of comedians who are on that bubble, that they either get a job. He's got the tequila company and, and all that. So God bless Ron White. He's gonna be all right no matter what happens. You guys want to play a game? Yeah. Dude, look at him. He's like, hey, you guys want to see a dead body? What's going on over there? You guys want to play a game? Sure. Gets the middle name. Ron White's yeah. middle name? and it's so perfect for him. Jebediah. No, that would be good, though. It's a... No, go ahead. Uh Oh, I know his middle name. It's Tater Salad. No. <laughs> it's D. D-E-E. Good for him. Wow. Yeah, like D. Williams. Yeah. Great name. Great name. So not J. I'm sorry. Ron D. White. Sounds like a porn star. Um, what's Texas's state motto? Don't mess with Texas. Live free yeah. or die? No, that's Connecticut. No, it's it's don't mess with Texas. Don't, don't mess with Texas. I think you're right. Um, but he was saying at one point it was, if you come to Texas and kill someone, we'll kill you back. <laughs> and I think that's pretty. I think that's the unsaid. The unsaid, I guess. Yeah, sure. But that would be a good state motto. Just let everybody know what you're about. Put all your cards out on the table. And then you know if you're coming to Texas with ill intent. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd really, the first thing I want people to know is that I will murder you. That's what I want in my state, is that we will. I think it's <laughs> Let's more, just lay it out. If we you take murder care of our somebody, own. if you decide that you think there's you so have many, the control. There's so the many power. stipulations to that, unless they're on your property. Or unless maybe you don't like them. So many stipulations. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, yeah. give me a fucking break. You yeah, know what I was thinking crazy. too? At the beginning of this, they are talking about how like... Uh, Ron was joking that people say, yeah, you should have been here three days ago. It was way better. The heyday. That does hold true for that um, documentary, Class Asher Park. Like, whether whether you care about the, the irresponsibility of, you have your own choice not to go on those rides. You weren't made to go on the rides. You go to the park and go, I think that's going to kill me. You don't go on it. You know what I mean? I think that was a, you could honestly say it was a better time when it was just free falling. Well, I think that, yes, I agree with you, but I think the point of something like um, Class Action Park is you go to these places under the assumption that the they're, they've done their due diligence and they're looking out for your safety, and meanwhile, you're going down this rapids ride and you're you're... It's like literally breaking people's spines, you know? So I think you should go minimum 15, sign a waiver, and they have to have signs saying... We don't know what's going on with this ride. Ride at your own risk. First of all, Kamara, let me tell you a little something about a waiver. <laughs> they don't mean jack shit. You can still sue, you mean? Well, of course. Neglect is neglect. You can't sign away neglect. That doesn't work. But if, you they can't... Put, if they put signs up saying, we've been neglectful, it's up to your decision. I just, I just didn't <laughs> well, understand. Where, where were those signs at Glass Action Park? We've been neglectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if they had a giant sign at the beginning of the ride that said three people have died, yes. you would definitely think twice about getting on that ride. You'd get to the top and you'd be like, nah, yoinks, right back down, you know? And I, I just think it, it, that was a better time. Come on, I'll put it's it to you. I'm time. with Simon. I'll double down. There was a sign with the owner outside. That was like five people have died here. He's paid zero of the fucking lawsuits to these families. Ride at your own risk. Maybe. Okay. At that point, I'd be like, yes, because I think then people would, I'm still with you. A that's lot an, of people. That's would, enough like but, uh, forewarning. But even better than that, it shouldn't be at the beginning of the slide. It should be at the outside of the park before you said. even that's drive in. Right. Yeah. Like, cause you would just turn your car around and go somewhere else. It's like south of the border. If you guys, oh, I think we've had this conversation. You guys have never been to south of the border? It's this weird, how would I even describe it? So in between North and South Carolina, there is a Mexican theme park called South of the Border. But for 200 miles in each direction leading up to it, there's, I'd say, Signs? A, a, sign, oh, that's the best. a sign every half mile. That's super fluorescent. And it's like south of the border, 199 miles, 199 and a half can, miles. Can I ask a, just a weird question sure. before you go on? Yeah. Is North Carolina or South Carolina near the border? Nope. Okay. Nope. That's the just weirdest smack thing. dab in the middle. Okay. Super <laughs> weird. It's basically like a Mexican theme park truck stop. It's so tough to describe. You'll have, sure. We'll have to Google it sometime. My point is, though, is if the drive-in to that park was instead of like... 10 miles to south of the border it was just like a photo of a dead kid like a spine fucked up yeah. from the the lazy river or you can make the, a fair decision the number on your of way. people you who have gotten food poisoning from the salsa you know yeah how about this someone got electrocuted in the lazy river like that's that's one where i'd be like i can't go here that was that was the most egregious of the <laughs> oh, was it ever i think i think because the other one you know the guy was drunk and drowned in the wave pool the other guy maybe went too fast like 
the park was negligent in letting people do it. I know what you're saying. But certain accidents were like, I bet you the, the individual contributed to the problem, whereas the one where you just get electrocuted by yeah. a, Oh, that was insane. Oh, dude. But were those boats so badass? Well, and, um, were those yeah. boats so badass? You'd be like, oh, I don't want to go in there. It's dangerous. Imagine no, the situation like for the Lazy River, <laughs> which is where that guy got electrocuted, isn't it? The Lazy River? It was some sort of I think it was kayak. Park, it was like a it was kayak. kayak ride. Something. But then why would he be out of his boat? Because you fall out of your kayak. Because there was no fucking anyone yeah. watching anyone. I, I thought it was a Lazy River. You know you know what those are, right? Yeah, I love Lazy and Rivers, goes, yeah. And, and imagine that situation where you're like, yeah, no, I'm not going on those dangerous rides. I'm just staying in the Lazy River, you know? And yeah, then and you then you get, get electrocuted. electrocuted. Yeah. They're all crazy. Ugh. But uh, we'll get off this. Because yeah. the thing I wanted to say... Um, people, I'm sure in Texas now are going to be saying, ah, "It's all gone to shit since Joe Rogan moved here." You know, it's, yeah, all the hippies. It, it, Joe it, Rogan brought all those pussy hippies from it's California. A big move. Yeah, you never know; it might go that way. But it seems like uh, big enough state. I don't know. It was interesting when you find out that Austin has German heritage, Jay. Eh? It's weird when you find out that like everywhere has German heritage. Matt, this is serious. Hey, like uh, Kitchener, Ontario. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, so just hear me out for a second. Sure. We all know. Again, we talk about it all the time. Operation Paperclip, right? Like they yeah, brought yeah. a lot they of Germans. Lot of over. What if they brought a lot more than we thought? Hold on. Let's let's back this up one step and do the Germans a favor. What if a lot of people fled Germany because they didn't want to be Nazis or associated with well, that? Well, and a lot. I, th this is so stupid. I'm taking this all back. A lot of people fled after the war because that's what happened, or yeah. during the war, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's it's what stupid. we're doing a disservice to the German it's people. Stupid. It's, yeah. I don't want to lump. And them I all imagine in. that they're getting it confused too, because like, look, you can be a pole or a, maybe they're not all German. Maybe it's more like. Um, Swiss German, Austrian. Yeah, just that whole kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of what they call that. Um, Austrac. Austro-Hungary. Sure, whatever that That's not area is. Germanic. Germanic, sure. You know, the Yodelehihu type of... <laughs> Fuck, we're dumb. <laughs> the Yodelehihu. No, but it has a name. I just can't think of what it is. Nordic? Because right I'm super fucking high. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, the Comanches are more interesting than the Germans. Oh, yeah, the Comanches. That was the other thing. Here, Here's what I want. So, Joe... You know what? It doesn't matter. Okay, a half hour in, where Joe's like, bust over that tequila. And Ron was like, well, I told myself I'll wait an hour. How long has it been? 40, no, he goes, 45 minutes? Well, I guess that's long enough. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Joe starts, oh, 20, 30 minutes, Jamie? 28. Oh, 28 minutes. And Ron's like, well, whatever. But it wasn't like, it was the it was the greatest twist my rubber yeah. arm All ever. Because right. just anything John, Ron White says is a classic. My favorite is when he's talking about his billionaire buddy who, who sold Patron. Well, this is what I want to get to. I think this is all you want to talk about. Paul Mitchell. No, the his the name is started uh, Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell Patron believes in aliens and believes they're here, and he told Ron White that. Well, and that's that, fine. That's just someone's opinion. That doesn't. But don't we think a billionaire, a billionaire has more access to information than we do? Or I don't. That's well, interesting. I mean, I think billionaires can gain more access sure. if they want. I don't it. just willy nilly think that because you sold a company and have five billion dollars, no, you have absolutely access to not. But if you're into alien, let's say you're me. Okay, mm -hmm. and I'm a billionaire. Mm -hmm. I could then open up some doors for me to find more information than you could find. 
Yes, of course. Yeah. Money always opens up more doors. That's, that's a that's fucking all, given. So it, yeah. whatever you're into, if you're into fucking child porn, you're going to find a lot of child porn if you're a billionaire. Can I know? also point out something, though? Joe is very interested in a lot of things, and we've seen that he has money and resources, and he's often brought in people that a few years down the road, he's like, that person. Think about it. Who was the person he... Because Ron was like, he showed me this documentary, man. It totally changed me. And Joe immediately was like, is that Chris Kressler's documentary? Yeah, no, it was... Um, Not You know who I mean, though? Stephen Greer. Yeah, there you go. That see, was the funniest part, But man. do you see what I, I mean? I was like, don't say Stephen Greer. Don't say Stephen Greer. <laughs> so, but that's my point is this billionaire can... Listen, just because you have a ton of money doesn't mean you can't be duped by but someone we're gonna that's... Talk his about name Steve. is John Paul DeJoria. Okay. For, just for uh, his name. But... Um, just real quick, I wanted to say the best part, of one of the funniest things in the episode to me was when Ron White was like, it really hit me when he called me up and he was like, I sold Patron for $5.1 billion. And he goes, I never, I never understood how much money it was until it hit me that that point one is $100 million. <laughs> that fucked me up too. Yeah, that the point one is up. the devil's in the details. That's fucked. <laughs> but this guy could be just batshit crazy, like a lucky billionaire. I don't know. I don't know. So just before we jump on that, Kamar, um, they were, we were talking about the Comanches, and I thought we've breezed over this a couple of times, but the idea that whoever the, I guess it was the Texans, invited the Mexican people over and were like, we have all this land for you, just come and live. I think it's the other way around. I think there's Mexicans. We're, we're getting Americans to live there. Oh, really? Between them and the Comanches. Either way, whoever it was who was masterminding that plan, like, that is fucking brilliant. Like, they're man. in the real estate office and the arrow comes flying in. Oh, don't mind that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's you can only be here for five minutes when the Comanches aren't. It's like when you live beside the subway, you know, they only show you the, the apartment for five minute intervals. Just <laughs> hear the screams outside. That's a yeah. train. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. His hat's hanging on something. And then another arrow comes in. And another hat flies and then, up. Yeah. And then he takes, oh, no, don't up, worry, yeah. takes his hat off and puts it over the arrow. I mean. It writes itself. That's what they were doing. Yeah, I know, but it's so like nefarious. Are you sure it was the Mexicans? I'm pretty sure is it was it the nefarious, Texans doing that to the Mexicans. Or is it just self-preservation? Like, you're like, either way. I mean, yes, it's self-preservation. But like, do you have to... Um, Use other people as your fucking human shields? Probably not. You could probably build a wall or something, you know? So this is your lot. You can put your uh, shit house there. You can put the bedroom there. It seems like a lot of arrowheads around here. <laughs> yeah, you're really lucky. <laughs> but then you're chanting? Anyways. Because it was the Americans who uh, decided to kill them, right? With the revolver. It was an American who figured it out. Well, he had to because the Comanches were able to unload so many arrows at once. Yeah. Someone's got to do an, a remake based on Joe because they've been a lot, but now that we know some more technical details. Uh, it, uh, well, what, what? Last of Mohicans. I mean, that's. Yeah, I should really kick ass that. fucking Indian shit. Daniel that, Day Lewis. I was going to say, that's Daniel Day Lewis, man. That's got to be pretty fucking authentic. We did it for the movie game, but. Um, was it weird when they're like. We didn't do Last of the Comanches. Last, no, last of Mohicans. Mohicans. No Mohicans. That's the shitty uh, straight-to-DVD version. Last of the Comanches. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Final Last Comanche. of Mohicans is a classic. but um, Starring Dave Lewis. When they're talking about... Joe was like, I've talked <laughs> to a lot Lewis. of them, and they like being called Indians. Yeah, I was like, Joe, you had one white woman on that said that they like being I, called I, Indians. I was like, I'm still not there with I you, buddy. Need well, to know a sample size of yeah. how many people you talk to. That's that what that. I've been saying. That's what I was saying before, because Joe's like, I've been doing a ton... I've read, you know... 
nine books about the Comanches. Like, we don't know what, we've been through this before. Is it a white guy writing it? Is it a Comanche writing it? Like, what's the slant? What's the... Let me give you an example. I was with five First Nations people last summer, and I was telling them a story. And in the story, I had to mention that there was an Indian gentleman, Dot, not Feather. And I go, yeah, this Indian guy. And they all were like, like eyes on me. And I was like, Indian the country. And they were all immediately like, oh, yeah, you're good. So trust me. The sample size that Joe has, Kamar, I don't, I don't think is all big the, enough. Those people are just bad for looking for it like that. Like, give you a chance to finish your story. Unbelievable. So now, back to the aliens. Um, Joe says at one point, and I guess they were drinking, so in all fairness, whatever. He's 100% convinced that there are aliens dancing among us. I thought that was an interesting... Uh, They're all on Dancing with the Stars? Possibly. I don't think dancing was literal. Obviously, Mr. Portal. Okay, can you imagine though? Hold on, imagine if Mr. Portal. Imagine like if that. aliens came here and that was like they were like, we just fucking get down. love dancing. <laughs> like we don't have that's something we just never we love. Like Jabberwock. Like imagine they were just like, this is our fucking. See, I would say that I'd like to play along with you. Like they don't have music. They came here. They get music. But I think that it probably totally operates on frequency and music, and that's why um you know like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the bum, 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 bum. They, that's that tone they're trying. Sure, to but my point make. is maybe they're so far past music and dancing that now it's almost like a throwback yes, thing that's where they've amazing. like, yeah, because they're it, yes, I love. You know it. what I mean? It's, it's yeah. they've they've come past it and now they're back, and it's like, oh my god! It's like I don't love that movie, whatever it was with the ink, where they spit out the ink onto the screen. Oh, with uh, yeah, yeah, with but Amy I mean, Adams. I love that. Part. I love that concept that that's, that's the way they communicate. They, and it's so complex and each symbol is like, oh, it's cool, man. I think Language that, is crazy. That's what's weird about that show, Raised by Wolves, you guys have me watching. There's no music. Is there no score? Well, they, No, there is score and so okay, it's yeah, ominous yeah, 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 music, yeah, yeah. but they, they get to this place where they never listen to music. You need there to be Kanye? Uh, Kanye's got enough hits that I can rock with, but I'm just saying, like, we take music for granted. I don't. You listen to music every day. Yes. At some point. Every day. You don't listen to me. You probably put some music on when you're painting or something. No, I usually if I'm driving with my wife or something and we don't want to listen to a podcast, we'll listen to music. But I don't listen to nearly as much music as I used to. Yes. Yes. There's something about when you're young, you listen to a lot more music. But that's because of podcasts. If I didn't have podcasts, I'd be filling that time in the car listening to music or a book on tape. That was the... Kamar, if there's a month where I don't find some sort of... And when I say new music, I mean new to me. Might mm-hmm. be an older song that I just yep. never found. But if I have a month where I don't find something new, that month fucking sucks. I got to find a new song every day. I mean, I'm close. I, not every day because I'm really fickle with music. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Like, I have, to, I have to add something to a playlist every week or and, else I'm and, fucking angry. And there's no genre. No, no, no. Well, I mean. It, it could be country music, I swear to God. Okay. I, I mean, I have a few limits as if far as. If it's an that. old song, a new song, whatever. Just something I've never heard before. Like, well, that rocks. I listen to a ton of classical. I'm not going to lie. I listen to a lot of like old music because I have a record player. So like we buy old vinyl, you know. I bet when you're riding with Ron White, oh, that was the story. You don't like that. Where the <laughs> fucking hipster? I know, douchebag. Yeah. Where, where the douche aliens? Bag. Where the aliens? He was talking with the billionaire because he was going to buy a boat. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes with the billionaire. Like, yeah. So I think I might have to get rid of the plane. This is like, well, as long as you don't have a boat, you'll be fine because. <laughs> Such a money drain. Well, that's what these young kids spend their money don't realize about depreciation. Can I ask you a question? I'm pretty sure I know the answer from you, 
But um, the whole Tic Tac UFO incident with Colonel Fravor, that whole thing. Yep. Do you believe, do you believe, do you think they saw exactly what he says they saw? Like, do you believe in that whole scenario? Uh, yeah, I watched the video and it all seems... Uh, I Listen, I saw the video. None of it seemed doctored. Everyone's reaction seemed legitimate. I don't. I watched him on Joe Rogan. He doesn't seem like a fucking... He doesn't seem like he's going to win an Oscar for acting. So I... Okay. So, I mean, listen, I'll say this though. You're the big CIA conspiracy guy. I can't sit here and say beyond any reasonable doubt, and I don't think you could either, that the CIA couldn't possibly manufacture... Like again... I'm with you in the whole, it's like Bob Lazar believes what Bob Lazar saw. I can't sit here and say he doesn't. Okay. That doesn't mean. No, 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 that's fine. I just wanted to know if you, like, we don't need to get into the conspiracy no. of it. I just want it's to an, know if you believe that they saw what they think they saw. I saw that video and yeah, I mean, it, it's. So, you know. okay. So here's what I'm driving at then. Um, that's cool. That Tic Tac is unbelievable. The idea that it's jumping from sea level to wherever in mm-hmm. it. it but I can I can wrap my head around that, okay? I can I think I can. Okay. Meaning I, I think it's a technology that though I don't understand it, I think I can like kind of wrap my head around this idea of zero gravity propulsion, okay? Sure. Um but what was if we believe that they saw all of that? then we should also believe that they saw what they say they saw in the water, which was a massive T-shaped type craft that was just breaking the surface, okay? You with We're me? with you, yeah. It's just breaking the surface. You sound like Peter Stromar there. Um, <laughs> now I can't even see his eyes because of the sunglasses, so I need, like, maybe a little smile, you're engaged, something, yeah. Um that's a huge mystery, like whatever was going on down there. And then it started me thinking like, okay, if you saw a UFO one day, all right, in the sky, it would be insane. I don't even know. It would probably rock our world. But because we've kind of been, you know, we've seen in movies and whatever, UFOs, and maybe your brain can handle it, this zero propulsion thing moving around. I, I still think it would, my little brain would explode. But what I totally don't think I would be able to wrap my head around is the idea of a giant craft up in the sky. I think that would be way too much for my brain to handle or for anybody's brain to handle. Like from the day to day as it just floated there? As it's just there. Like, look, it's one thing. Cars are crashing. Just hear me out, okay? There's one thing to see this little UFO bouncing around, doing shit, whatever, floating. It's insane. It's crazy. But we know that planes can float, can fly. So it can be done. Something a mile long up in the air. I don't know, man. It would be, it would just be fucking weird. People could just keep going to their work. It'd have to be so big, like for it to be seen in multiple places on the planet. Like so big. Well, remember I was telling you there's a rumor that like in Antarctica, there's a a buried UFO. A buried UFO. Or even better than that, look at the Phoenix lights. We've talked about this before. Everybody thought it was a formation of small UFOs, but some people were reporting that those were the lights on the bottom in a V shape, and it was actually a massive thing that was going over Phoenix, you know? But uh, what I'm saying is that if there was a, 
spaceship the size of Antarctica floating over Australia, we couldn't see it from here. I don't think. Well, if the world was flat, we could see. <laughs> That's possible. But like the world's a big place and the scope of the spaceship you're talking about would just, yeah. Well, just the, just the, how the, the, how the many universe divots are in there? Is, is a massive place <laughs> and space is so huge that a ship like that is nothing. But to us, where we have a reference point of what's big and what's not. I think it's more like the machine that builds the huge turbine for the generator the machine that builds that machine the spaceship that's bigger than the the moon it's fucked up yeah man yeah just wrapping your head around any of those concepts is again maybe too big for like our our monkey brains you know and that's why the cia and uh, the powers of be won't tell us maybe <laughs> maybe so uh great talk i love ron white talking about the old boys and he talked about the blue comedy tour which is basically blue collar comedy tour quick uh game here we're gonna play the movie game on the blue comedy tour just to get your brains ready but um okay what sorry that was a movie what is a blue comedy tour the blue collar comedy but that's tour. not a movie yeah it's a movie you that's not a major motion picture i don't think it's it, it's it, it's 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 going to be fun. But I need to know the budget. How do we know the budget of that? You, you can guess. We've talked about other comedian specials, their budgets. Not for the movie Not game. Not for the movie game. We've never done a comedian before. That's fine. Whatever. It's his game. It, it's uh, 2000. Ooh. I almost blew it there. American stand-up comedy concert film from Warner Brothers Pictures. It stars comedians Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Engvall, fellow caller Engval. Ron White, Larry the Cable Guy. The movie is similar in nature to that of the original Kings of Comedy. It was followed by two direct-to-video sequels, Blue Collar Comedy Tour Rides Again, Blue Collar Comedy Tour, One for the Road. The film received critical acclaim. This was a major motion picture. And it launched his careers. Just off the top, how much do you think uh, Ron White is worth according to the internet? Uh, I think Ron White is worth... Uh, Eight oh. million. Fifteen and a half million. Internet has about forty. Wow! It's the movie game under protest by yes, both players. Where Matt and Simon go. It's a major theater release. Like the internet just, has him at forty million. Jesus Christ! But that's game. probably not paying alimony, uh, uh, Maddie. Matt and Simon go head to head to see who can guess what year a movie came out, distributed by Warner Brothers, and then the budget and the box office. He has two ex-wives. Starring Jeff Foxworthy. He's worth $10 million. Dylan Gavley. Exactly. Larry the King guy. Engvall. Engvalli. Did he do it again? <laughs> oh, listen to this, though, too, eh? And like I you're a comedian. You don't know Bill, Bill Engvall? Bill Engvall. Jeff Foxworthy. Larry the Cable Guy. Ron White. And David Allen Greer. Oh, David Allen Greer. <laughs> wow. That's a nice touch of culture, eh? Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Cable Guy. You know I butcher <laughs> names, man. Larry the Cable Guy. And if it's Guinness Laughs, make fun of me all you want. Whoa. I have but the year. I have so the year sensitive. done. No, I, I, that was playful. Um, it was released, went to theaters, so it's a movie. That I'm, was playful. Simon, are you ready? Um, I, no, not at all, man. I, I can't even wrap my head around this shit at all. Just pick a year. You're picking yeah, fine, random. Fine, fine. fine. Are, um, <laughs> he almost blew his stack. No. Well, this week, personally, I felt it difficult to find any movie games. Because the first one was just a dumpster fire. This one was a really good listen. I love talking about the old days and Ron White. 
And I think this pandemic made him sober up enough. You know what I mean? When things were going good, he was just living the good life. He sobered up for a bit and was like, maybe I don't want to do comedy anymore. But I think if he gets on stage. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah. I have a year written down. Yeah, so me I mean, too. I wrote 2004. I wrote 2008. 2003. Dirty, try, dirty try fucking matter. fuck. 2003. Okay. Um, I've heard a lot of Ron White podcasts. So when he tells some stories, I think he told them. The Bill Clinton when he told on Joe Rogan. Yes. Okay. That, that was that was a getting to. I wasn't yes. sure. And Joe was very polite. I bet if he had a couple more tequilas, he'd be like, you told that's one already. Oh, no. What he called him? He said, that's a hack joke. That's everyone's joke. But um, tater salad. It's not that the wind is blowing. It's what it's blowing. <laughs> you can't fix stupid. <laughs> and they call me Ron Tater Salad White. Some weeks I think you guys take this movie game a little too sure, seriously. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You go first, Matt. Um, I said it cost $26.7 million to make. And I said it made $280 million. Wow. I said it cost $7 million to make, and I made one fifty-six. Well, Simon, you're close with the budget because it made cost $5 million. And it made 604 <laughs> Wow, that's a great return. Million. Well, that's why he's worth 40 Yeah, there you go. Jeff Foxworthy never needs to work again. $5 million? No, no, I totally fucked up. I totally fucked up. It made $600,000. Hold on, hold on. Oh, whoa. It was a total bomb. That's whoa. the worst return of any movie ever. Yeah, negative ROI usually is. It cost them $5 million. Seven million. Oh, five, no, five no million. that was your guess, yeah. $5 million, so you're close. Well, it made $600,000. Oh, my God. I've never been so far off. I said it made $280 million. I said it made $156 million. I'm pretty far off. It's the shades because I thought it made $600 million. Hold on. Let's also start off by saying this. I was in protest saying this wasn't a major motion picture, and then I went on to say it made two hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah. What am I up yeah. to right now? This is yeah, well, I thought your budget. I thought, I thought you were both going to get five million dollars. You know, Anyways, like that was stupid. <laughs> it was great. It well, it's interesting. That movie bombed, but after that, Ron White could sell out anywhere he wanted to go and was just living the life of Larry. That movie bombed, and this movie game segment bombed. Yeah, let us know, listeners. <laughs> no, please don't let us know. Um. So, is it even worth? They talked about uh, Stephen Greer. Yeah, we we're, yeah. Stephen Greer's whole. Here we go. We've already. This is all aliens, not Ron White. But go ahead. <laughs> do you do you know what? We don't have. Go to. ahead. Um, I told you just like the last one he did, which was uh, unidentified. He says a whole bunch of things that are probably true and then throws his theory out there. And he does the same thing in this one where he says a whole bunch of things that are probably true. And then he talks about being able to summon the aliens by this. It's called like a C5 protocol or something. It has to do with some sort of like group meditation. And they, they claim to have like 80% success. They have it on video of these things coming in and out of the sky, whatever. That's a high success rate. It's a very high success rate. And it seems insane. Like, uh, I'm with you. I am. 
I am not even. I can't even be there yet. You have to- totally baffled. Well, that's it. That's oh, okay. that's what they're saying. It's we're yeah. No, that's if sounds you know ridiculous. the protocol. You, me, him, five other people. We sit around. Whatever it is, I'm not even sure what it is. And they, it they summon. Imagine if that's how work. Aliens were like, this is a fucking emergency call, guys. We we're not just showing up here. If if it, my only point here is. If it has some, if aliens do have something to do, like dimensionally, and not flying in from space, and it does have something to do with like a consciousness thing that maybe we just have no idea about, then maybe I don't know, man. No, you started this by being like this is crazy, and now you've turned it around it, to it is, this actually has a lot it is of crazy because validity. The, the way I, no, because the way I look at things right now is like more nuts and bolts. You know what I mean? Think about how I think about how every particle is a nucleus that we can split and make it a nuclear explosion, right? Okay, somewhere there's there's a space, but everything's connected. It holds everything together uh, as we know it. If you could dissolve yourself into those particles, that small, and and reanimate or whatever, but if you could, you could just travel through them like a, uh, like the mushroom. Like once you're here, you're everywhere. Yeah, no, no. Do, I, do you know what I, I mean? I agree with you, and I also agree with Matt. What alien is, if it is a consciousness thing, why are they like, right there available to you to come through right like that part doesn't that's the part where i'm lost but the idea that maybe it has something to do with consciousness and has something to do with dimensions like i'm open to that so again i'm like but if torn that, if that's the case there's no freaking spaceship why not because it's not necessary there's no freaking spaceship. If they want to, let's just say, Kamar, that it is a dimensional thing, and the those peep creatures, whatever, want to hang out in this place right now. Maybe they want to be up there. They would just bring their whole ship through. Like why? That it's the same concept. If if, if they like like to have family dinners on Sundays and and sleep eight hours a day, or like, I think we put too much of how we would do it. Oh no, maybe. Or it have to be done. Yep. Or maybe it has something to do with like um I don't know, maybe every time you open up that thing it's like harder than we think, you know? Maybe it's not so simple to just It'd be really tough for Americans if aliens came down and we're like we're from the future, we have all technology figured out. Uh this freedom thing, you guys are actually doing it totally wrong. It's they like, would immediately be like, "Fuck these aliens, blast them off the country, get them out of here." It's yep. like the second you humanize or try to put anything you can imagine on what aliens would do, you're yep. yeah, you're fucking you, you know less 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 than you. Well, I mean, we're did. stupid to assume that they'd be anything at all like us. That's what I think. Well, if we're talking about dimensional jumpers, they are nothing like us. Dimension dimensional jumpers. I heard an interesting bar. This is just total non sequitur, but um, rap bar. Yeah, it was a rap bar. The rapper said, "How do they consider it life on Mars?" And it's not a life when it's in a woman's stomach. But that wasn't the bar. But that was the sentiment of the rap. What fucking pro? What are you talking about? Pro life rapper are you well, listening yeah. to? But but is that an interesting argument? What life on Mars are we talking about? Can I don't you, know the reason why we're spending billions of dollars can to go there. You repeat that, Kamar. 
He was like, why is it life on Mars, but not in a woman's uh, uterus? What? I don't understand the argument. What rapper is this? Tell me right now. No, it's, no, yes, no, yes, I yes. no, I can't. Oh, you're going to have to look at him M- and be like, this is crazy. MC Trump supporter. No, but you guys are like, that's just a stupid thought. Like, no, but I don't even understand the thought. I like, can't begin. That's it. I maybe can't. it's not coming out of your mouth properly. That's can why you, I wanted to know, because I was going to uh, I was going to look into this rapper on my own for me. I'll find it tonight. Scientists are hoping to find life on Mars. Okay. Yes. In the form of a microorganism on the floor. It doesn't have to be human life, though. Just it, any life. Yeah, I, I guess that's where um, it's not a straight fact. But if you can't wrap your head around it, I don't know how to explain it any, any better. Keep going, though. You've only said, so yes, life but on Mars. But a couple cells in a woman's stomach are not life. I see. If they find, like... Uh, one cell micro that's all it is it's just interesting it's interesting i don't i don't think we should eliminate abortion can i just say this and i don't think you did it any justice but i don't think it matters that is the world's least hot rap bar oh yeah ever oh yeah it's not badass it's not flossing like i can't even begin to describe how not hot. That Can you rap please tell is. me the name of this rapper? I have no to know. I have no to know. Way. Come on, no. I have to know. I don't like him as a rapper. Okay, that's fine. Just tell me his name. You Takeshi, know no Takeshi Six Nine. Obviously, you don't have to defend him if you don't like him. Uh, I'm Just not drop def- his name. I'm not defending him. I'm uh, exploring the idea that his lyric. I, I love it. Hopefully, stole from someone Can else. Can we please know his name? No way. There's no way. There's no. It's too incriminating for me. Like, how would I? How would I listen to this? How would I know this exists? Yes, how do you know this exists? Rabbit holes, man. <laughs> Rabbit holes. Rabbit holes, man. Rabbit holes. I'll tell you after the podcast, okay, but fine. I can't take okay, the uh, humiliating ribbing. No, that oh, I'm get. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to do that to you. I just um, thought it was an interesting idea and the least sexy of rap bars ever. If anything, if it is a You'll si- hate me when you find out. If it is a situation where aliens or alien life live so far away from us. And they wouldn't know about us unless something had to alert them. You know what I'm saying? Again, that goes to humanizing, I think. Like, alert them. Um, I think we're based on the limitations of our consciousness. No, what I'm saying, Kamar, is like... Um, is this a David Bowie bar? Why did he say that thing? same thing too? Well, I don't know. Well, there you go. It was stolen. I knew it. Okay, anyway, story. Um, no, no. I, did either of you watch, or either of you watching that Nexium cult thing on uh, on HBO? HBO, The Vow. No, I told you. I was the one oh, telling you about yeah. it. Remember, I haven't yeah, started yeah. though. No. So watch it. Um, that cult ran so much like a pyramid scheme. It's most in, of them do, don't incre- they? No, but this one is like incredible it's really crazy man it's a crazy that anybody would buy into that but because it was set up like you're like a slave but then the person keeps telling you no don't worry soon you're gonna have slaves you know and that keeps you in it just long enough and then you get the slaves and it's like everybody's kissing your ass you know and the work you had to do now goes out to five people who are doing it for free but you're also in the beginning part, super humiliated, embarrassed about things that are happening to you. Absolutely. You can't talk about it. That you you sort of entrap yourself into it. For every level that you climb, Kamar, you have to give a piece of collateral. That's legitimately what it's called. So this one woman, she's like, uh, she, her first piece of collateral is she has to get on camera and like say all these like 
terrible things about her husband and how her husband like abuses their child and all of this shit. And then the next month the woman's like, yeah, well we need more collateral now. Why don't we just take some naked pictures of you? You know what no, I'm saying? It, it's crazy. It, and it's crazier that not every single person in it could be batshit crazy. That you can be um, manipulated and coerced or fall for something this crazy, let alone, um, I say, here's a eight fidget spinners, or give them to five people and they sell them, and now you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've sold cable and... <laughs> that's a pyramid scheme well the contract is they put out yeah listen, just buy this cable and then go sell it to your neighbor maybe. no no you sell to five i'll give you a hundred bucks and then a month later if you stay in it you find out that he's making five thousand dollars like it's whatever they get with the contract with the phone company like there's a lot of money but they just get you get five guys to sell five people cable to sell like it's on the level but you can fall for it dude as soon as he said five guys i just got really hungry well, they said five guys in this. I thought it was a matrix moment. Well, Joe said that five guys. Well, the best is he Joe was like. about five guys. The, He's his favorite. My favorite is that he goes, fuck you guys in Texas and you're a Whataburger. Because I know a dude in Texas that's like, Whataburger's everything. It's better than all of them. And then I asked him, I was like, have you had it in there? He's like, never. I was like, have you had Shake Shack? He was like, never. And I was like, okay, well, your opinion doesn't mean fuck so all to me. So it's the best in Texas. Sure. Again, I mean, everyone has their own local shit, but. I think five guys out of the... I haven't had Shake Shack or Whataburger, so I can't put those in the mix, but out of the ones I've had... I've never had uh, any of those, but it gives me solace that when I go to five guys, I'm having one of the best burgers money can buy. You haven't and, had Burger Priest yet, though, have you? I did. I, I was... I, wow, you didn't like it either. No, because I fucked up. I ordered, like, with um, bacon and some crumbly onion, mm. and you have to ask them to... Like, at... Five guys, you'll omit. So yeah, but just put everything on it. Yeah, but they put nothing on it, uh, and it was sort of small. But I, I'm because if you get there, the Big Mac, it's the fucking shit. I wasn't impressed, man. I, I bet you didn't get the Big Mac either. No, so. you're right. So I'm gonna go back yeah. and I'm gonna try it. Why don't we go there on guys. the way home? Can you eat a Big uh, Mac? No. I, think I have to do something. Yeah. Can you eat a Big Mac? Like, I don't want to see you anyway. You'll order no, a Big that Mac. That is rude. We're about to see each other for a really long time. No, for a day and a half. You're leaving Tuesday. It sounds so gay. Um. Can you eat a Big Mac? Just you can if you had to. Like, am I able to? I'll fuck like with a Big I, Mac. Yeah, it's yeah. not my favorite. That's all I was asking. That's all I was asking. Some people are like, "Fuck a Big Mac," and they'll maybe get a. I mean, I'd I'd prefer to get like three cheeseburgers than a Big Mac. Yeah, yeah. I think less is more in the McDonald's. Two cheeseburgers, especially the size of what it is. Chicken or something. Have you ever had a double Mac? No. What four of those terrible patties? Dude, Ugh. my son does some disgusting shit. Sometimes he'll buy like a quarter pounder and a mcchicken and then he'll make one of those like uh or a junior chicken rather and he'll make like a yeah an epic meal time type chicken fucking, burger yeah. fucking thing. Like gangbang yesterday Gross. he really wanted mcdonald's because he wanted to try the um the travis scott burger yeah but they don't have it here oh my god that was a post show so but is oh. there is there nothing there's nothing i'm sorry I, we won't even talk about it um we, uh, i just want to say eight for Big Macs when I was like 14, 15, I was sick. Yeah, well, no shit. But it was back in that age where you try to prove yourself. Dude, watching um, what's uh, Super Size Me, it gets so hard to watch. Like by day whatever, 15, where he's like struggling to put it down his snack or his hatch, you know? Yeah. And so much his easier <laughs> to 
eat McDonald's the further on after you watch that. Yeah. Everyone goes back. So sometimes because Joe's a comedian, even I don't know when, oh my God, sorry. Even I don't know when he's like being sarcastic or not, you know? And there was a time when they were talking about pickleball. Uh-huh. And Joe was like, fuck pickleball. Um, you're better off being in your house playing VR games than pickleball. And I'm not sure if he was being like, if he really thought like pickleball was such a waste of time that you're better off doing exercise on VR. Are you? No, neither of you remember that. I mean, again, Joe, we know that Joe thinks that there's certain, th- you know, like bowling, he thinks is a totally useless. Well, I could see why bowling, you're inside, but like pickleball, you're, you're out, still active. You're at least outside, bowling. you know? I mean, kind of, kind of. Out of all the sports in the world, bowling is probably the least active. Out of all the sports in the world? No, lawn okay. bowling? So sorry. Bocce. That's, that's a, it, it's one of the least active. Curling. Okay, again, though, I think it's how you do it. I think You're if you were family. to sit on one lane alone and bowl three straight games, you'd get a workout. Yep. Yes, you would. Yeah, that's true. You'd work weird muscles, but you'd get a workout. Just saying. Um, what else do you have for Ron D over there? Uh, what else do I have for Ron? Uh, I mean, we always say this. With the comedians, it's tough. This was a great listen. I love Ron White. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... It was funny when he was talking about the girl, I guess it's his wife now, and he's like, uh, yeah, she had gymnast strength, Joe, like a chimp. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, and now I'm only going to fuck women I know I could kill. And then he had to backtrack on it right away, but it's such a funny joke, you know? Like, it really is. Yeah, sorry, I'm not going to kill. Uh, I don't want to, I wouldn't I hurt only, a woman. Like, we know, Ron, yeah. it was hilarious. You don't need a fucking caveat with that. Yeah, but he's like smash cut to a year from now where there's a Brian Callum. Oh, and they take it out of context and they, I get it. I know why. It's just sad that you have to do that. I love a guy though that can look back at his divorces that have cost him tens of millions of dollars and laugh. Well, I guess that's all you can do. Oh, no. I'm sure there's guys out there like um, friend of the show, Canadian kids yeah, in the hall. Foley. Dave Foley, I'm sure, is still angry about it. Maybe, maybe he's laughing back. Well, now. no, all I was saying though, Kamar, is either you let it eat you up, yes, yes, or you laugh. And Ron White is a guy that laughs about it. I also think it's that like if you end up still rich at the end, then you have an easier time laughing than if you're like Dave Foley, who maybe still is like because Joe talks about how he's like he still pays oh, based yeah. on the money he was making back then. No, I, I agree. I think he had to work extra hard to keep paying that shit off. I swear, as this podcast ended, they announced, uh, unbeknownst to Joe or Ron, that Cap City Comedy Club closed. And that was, that was the big venue in Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Well, now Joe is going to go hard to, uh, well, maybe he's just going to take it over. That would make a lot of sense. That's what I was saying to yeah. your speculation. Yeah, no, no. Listen, the opportunities presented he was himself. talking a lot of shit in this one about Definitely opening a club. Not only that, buying a ranch where they could do events and give all the money to charity. And give all houses sorts of to shit. comedians. Oh, starting communes and compounds and yeah. I mean, think about it. If they got fifty comedians living out there, then they could just perform for each other every night. You have the audience. It's you know what I mean. You don't need. Thing, it's a bubble it, in it's, itself. It's amazing. It's and listen, like I would love to go with people that I liked and like 
all move to the same place. You know, that would be awesome. It'll be interesting because Chappelle's been doing it the longest. I think uh, there's the drive-in, there's all these models, but Chappelle had the, the thing set up and has been doing shows hard, I don't know, for months now. What will happen because that is definitely only because of um, the temperate climate. Well, yeah, he's Getting done. Cold. Yeah, he's done in like a month. For but sure. I don't think he can be done. Like Ron White stopped doing stand up. Was like basically said, "I'm going to quit." I I think Chappelle has to do it. See, this is where I mean I agree with you in the long term. We know that he fucked off for a long time. Like he didn't tell any jokes in Africa. I bet he did. He, no, I bet he. I bet he he's told that guy the fuck goes to the park with a. Uh, no, come on. This is what I'm saying is I agree with you in that he's always going to be a funny guy. He's always going to be telling jokes. But I think Dave Chappelle is more than capable of taking a year off if need be and then coming back just as strong as ever. I don't think I think he can. I don't think he can. Like he wouldn't he doesn't want to. Maybe you're right. Come on, are you going to talk about Burt Kreischer in the post show? Burt Kreischer. Cuz if you are, I'm not going to do it, but if not I had I'm, nothing on Burt okay, Kreischer. Okay, perfect. So speaking of uh drive-ins and shit do you see that burke kreischer is hosting a game show now with snoop dogg with snoop dogg and it's all about it's like america's got talent but you have to, it has to be like a crazy feat and it all takes place at a drive-in these drive-ins like the crowd are all in their cars so he started this whole like it's crazy man the Good machine for him yeah and um while we're on him i don't know if we talk were you going to talk about the Legion of Skanks in your... I've tried to talk. I did think you guys care about that. No, but you were, were you planning to do that in your post, Joe? No, I had tried already. Okay. I had to put that to bed. Bring, so I'm glad you're bringing it back Legion up. Legion of Skanks um, had their... Yeah, election. Election. Yeah. During that, this is what... Well, because this is... I found out something new, Kamar, that I if didn't If I realize. told you about it, I'm just going to shake my head. Okay. Um, do you know the whole story about Big J getting dosed? You know the, all of that? About Big J getting dosed? Yeah. He, he's bearing the lead. Uh, Luis Gomez tried dose to dose Ari, Ari yeah. for Burt Kreischer. I know. As it... Yeah, that I knew, yeah. Okay, so what happened was Shane Gillis, who was Ari's vice president, was there, like, in between, let's say, Ari and um, Lewis. And Lewis said to Shane Gillis... I'm going to dose Ari, don't tell him, like a moron. So right away he turns to um, Ari and says, they're dosing you. They see in the bear that there's a tab of acid right on top of the phone. So Ari now has this lethal weapon in his hand. You know, not the lethal weapon, but the, the weapon in his hand. I, d I thought that he had put it down and Shane Gillis had chosen to dose Jay, to like push it towards Jay. But it wasn't. Ari apparently put it in front of Jay to dose Jay. That, sorry, that's the only reason I'm bringing this up. I didn't Isn't realize that was stuff? the case. We're too deep now. Yeah. Well, it's because we were talking about Burke Kreischer. I'm going to sound like a little bitch, but I tried Kreischer. to talk with you about this last week. You just couldn't care less. I swear to God. But if anyone wants to watch what Simon's talking about... It's at an hour and 20 in the episode. You, you just fast forward to everything. And it is like Burt Kreischer was going off because he interviewed Shane Gillis after the Well, fact. this is why I was talking about it because he interviewed Shane Gillis yeah, after the This would be great fact. post, Joe. We, we, let's keep going. And um, <laughs> Jay's not talking. So this all came out. Well, Burt Kreischer loves it because he gets more people on his team, you know? So he right away was like, reached out to Jay and was like, I'm sure, you know, 
whatever. Shared experience. But I got to tell you, like, I stood up for Ari with the MDMA one because, again, I feel like I've never, I personally have never heard somebody say I had a bad MDMA trip. I've just, that's never, I've heard people say. Molly over acid. The come down was bad, whatever, but they always had a great time while they were on it. But acid, I I personally know tons of people. I've seen people having terrible trips, like, and to never having done it before and giving it to somebody who doesn't. Acid is not something to fuck with like that, man. No, especially because. And mushrooms, like, those are two things that you're, like, going into. You have to go into with, like, intent, you know? And if you don't, it can kick you out, like, fucking Kamar. Mushrooms are the hardest to dose someone. MDMA, you can just sprinkle in a drink, and acid, you can just drop a tab. Acid, it's, like, made for. Mm. Probably the CIA to dose people. people, Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's that. Long story short, Big J's not stoked. That's all from now on. Post Joe stuff. I I think we're trying to get through a regular episode. Sorry. Um, How about uh, how fucked up the world is that you think back that Lorena Bobbitt chopped her husband's dick off? Super fucked up. Threw it from the car. Super fucked up. They had to get his dick, reattach it, and he became a porn star. A low, not a successful He didn't become a porn star. It was a freak show. He did one porn, I think. Just the fact that that even happens. Well, it's because everyone wanted to see a severed penis. That blows your fucking mind. You want me to blow your mind again? You didn't blow it the first time. Two girls, one cup? Yeah. 50 years old. What do you mean 50 Those years Those girls old? are 50 now. Oh, I thought you said the clip was 50 years old. No. Um, what about... I always How think, old does that make you feel, you know? when it, Well, Smells Like Teen Spirit is 29 years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that it, it, hurts. Smells Like Teen Spirit now feels like middle-age angst. But um, Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Pitt Presley. Young, young girl. Uh, I don't... Elvis' daughter. It's yeah. just... Like, the world is fucked up. Like she was I, in her twenties when they got married. It has nothing to do with being inappropriate. It's just the why. Did, how? What are the chances of Michael Jackson falling in love with Elvis Presley's daughter? Like they both shared she super success or whatever. I, I, I mean, you seem more certain that she was younger than that. I know no, for a fact she was like twenty five. Yeah, but just whenever you stop and think, like, oh, it's so fucked up that this happened. Michael Jackson married Elvis Presley's daughter, the king of pop, carried the king. Yeah, but that was like a weird. That's the world we live in, though. Oh, wow. I, I don't think it gets any weirder than that. Are you done with... Can we be done with Ron White? Because we've only spoken about it for two minutes. And we've We're talking about Priscilla Presley, right? No. Lisa Marie Presley. Priscilla Presley is Elvis's wife. And he yeah, married her at 14. that's what we're talking about. He married... Yeah, at 14. Well, we're Sorry. Talking Michael I, no, we're talking about daughter. Michael Jackson Sorry. marrying Elvis's daughter. Right. Wrong. I was wrong. No, right. I thought <laughs> that we were talking about Elvis yeah, no. and his bride, who was 14. Yes. That's a different story. Inappropriate. But he's still the king of rock and roll. Well, the king does what he wants. That too. He should be canceled by all intents and purposes. He should absolutely be canceled, Kamar. Why is Elvis not canceled? Because he's dead. Because young people don't listen to... First of all, no one young listens to Elvis. And no one old is going to cancel him. If you look up king of rock and roll... I bet you Ron White likes Elvis. And if you're ever on a boat, if he ever gets his boat and he get on it, he's going to be listening to Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. I love Ron White. Love to party with him. Isn't it crazy? You have more. Oh, do you want to be done? We can be done. No, no, keep going. They they were talking about Epstein a little bit, and it just got me thinking, like, we forgot about Epstein. We forgot about fucking Ghislaine at this point. The longer they draw this shit out, like, whatever the fuck is going on, like, just done. None none of it's important. 
We, yeah, this well, all nothing's this as important as the elections right now, right? So everything takes a backseat to the elections. But you would think if they were actually making any sort of progress in this Ghislaine Maxwell thing, we would hear something about it, you know. And the fact that we're hearing nothing about it is well, that's like, because there's an election, and I'm sure everyone involved in the election is messed up in this somehow. Right, that's Trump true. especially. So Possibly. definitely, they're going to be like, we'd rather just bury this until. January or February, at which point... Well, isn't it so interesting when you look at um, uh, Trump saying, I wish her nothing but the best? Like, if for some reason, this doesn't really make a ton of sense to me, but if for some reason he can't get to her to, like, tell her, you know, I'm with you. It could be sarcastic. It could be anything. It could be anything, but it could be that, too, him saying, like, you know... I'm with you. Sell them all out. Don't sell me out, you know? I'll make sure you get out of this okay. Oh, it's very interesting. Simon's, yeah, just trying to try, Simon's just trying to fucking cram every conspiracy or alien thing he can into this raw and white. But we have so much room in the post, Joe, for all this. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, raw and white fucking talked about a guy fucking a snake. I didn't even know that was possible. It's a big boa. He's a big boa. A big when he boa. said that, I imagine that's possible. I mean, all you need is a hole, and then it's just twenty. <laughs> then it's twenty foot of fucking condom yeah, after sure that. Really easy at your own risk to get a blowjob from a snake. Well, you wrap around your dick and just, just fucking chug it whole like they do. Chug, chug it, it whole. Chug it whole. But, <laughs> but they don't want it. They don't want to give it back. Well, because snakes have no gagging reflex. And then they chomp down on it, and then end circulation, and then you turn out like Bobbit. Yeah, no it just falls off. Well, then you become a porn star. And much, much safer. Go. Kids out there, fuck the snake. Don't let it suck your dick. <laughs> That's probably good advice. There you go. That's good yeah. life advice. From I like Kumar. that. I like sure. that. Yeah, that works. All right. Okay, fuck we have snake. to move on. Yes, we're done. Kamar, can you rate this, please? I love Ron White. Uh, the lighting was still a little shonky in here, uh, technically, but uh, I give this a four. I mean, it's a podcast, so I look at it as an audio medium, but I guess... We criticized it in the last one. Yeah. Well, no, we were just criticizing in general the new setup, but I guess you're still doing that, so I apologize, Kamar. What did you give it? Four. Simon? Three and a half. I give it a four. Love Ron White. Ron D. White. Taters out. All right. Last but not least. 1535, Tim Kennedy. 9-11 anniversary episode. Not on 9-11, the day before. Right, but it was. he said, this is going to go out on 9-11, and there was no better person I could think to have on than Tim, I'm an American, Kennedy. I mean, off the top of my head, I could probably think of 10 better people to have on. This but really went, yeah, Eddie Bravo. Well, <laughs> coincidentally, Tim lives in Texas. So yeah. Now, the lighting for this was the best of the week. I didn't watch this one. The the zoom out, everything. So being critical of the lighting or the setup in any of the episodes, it's a grain of salt. It's getting better. It's changing. So that was the one thing I say. But I did not agree with Tim. Let me say this. His attention, intention, he's put together a company to train police officers so that so for better policing. I didn't know that. Well, that's what he was talking about. But he was. So he had a good intention. You, you didn't hear that? Okay, go on. Sorry. He has good intentions. That's what he wants to do. And then they went into the both sides have to listen to each other. Chaz, 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 Chaz. But his logic with 9-11 just did not make sense to me at all. Which logic? 
we look at it like this. Either um, he said... Are you talking about them, their foreign policy, basically? Well, he was saying we have to be in other countries so 9-11s don't happen. No, because you were in other countries, 9-11 happened. That's, that's my opinion. Whether or not... It, I don't know if that's opinion, though. I'm pro, I, like, but if not, I don't even know if we can say that's opinion anymore, Kamar. I feel like that's fact. Uh, I'm saying that's, that's our position, but Tim Kennedy is saying they slipped through or whatever, so we have to be... It just doesn't make... We have to go there because of 9-11. That, that was his whole point. And he said he joined... He was 21 years old. So I, I well, unless nine eleven was a false flag, in which case they would have kind of done it to themselves, right? Hold on, regardless, e okay, either scenario doesn't make sense. Why you have to occupy other countries? Uh, right, I agree. That, that that's where I my even more if apart. it's a false flag. North Korea threatens the U.S. with nukes all the time. They've enslaved <laughs> their own people. Yep. I have not seen one article or one iota of anything about Tim Kennedy or anyone going over to help them. No one in the U well because. If you go over and help them, then that actually starts the war. But these people, they can do it too, and nobody's going to fight back. I think that's the idea, right? Like, they're sitting on nukes in North Korea, so if you go poking the bear, you're... Sorry, you're Fine, looking but, at me like I'm crazy. Well, I'm just I'm saying, not, but uh, his idea was that, well, either way, the U.S. got attacked. North Korea's never attacked them. So the U.S. did get attacked one way or the other. $500,000, box cutters. My point is... Them being over there is exactly what resulted in this. That's There's what no two our, ways about our this. contention is American foreign policy prior to 9-11 caused 9-11. Well, if you're looking at it that way, they built Obama up, or uh, Osama bin Laden up. He yes, was listen, working they for went the in, CIA. They went in. They wanted, they wanted to fight the Russians. Right. They wanted to fight the Russians. So they went in and they gave the, the Mujahideen fucking tons of cash and tanks and anti-fucking shit to fight the Russians. They gave all that shit to the Afghan people to fight Russia. That was the whole idea. And then 25 years later, 30 years later, 9-11 happened. But I then I'm listening to Tim Kennedy talk about, if you could only see all the th great things we're doing over there, and like, it, it doesn't make sense. But maybe they are in their heads and what they believe, they are oh, doing the right thing he, over there. Well, he's brainwashed. Oh, oh, what he just believes his thing. He referred to going to combat as getting dressed up with my beard and sexy and having fun. Well, I, I mean, listen, I, I, of course, you appreciate people going out there and standing up for your freedom. Yeah, yeah, hold on, though. And I even appreciate more if they stand up and realize what they're doing over there is bullshit a la Pat Tillman. He didn't want to fight for America when Obama was president. Yeah, right. All I was going to say was... Tim Kennedy? Yeah. Oh, wow. Politics aside... You oh. heard him say that, Kamar. He said, I, well, I'm not going to war with three cents on the dollar when the other guys give me nine. Yeah, yeah. no, no. He, he, that's why he went out of the military. But, uh, oh, fuck. I'm sorry I cut you off, Sonny. I'm such a stoner. This happens all the time. I feel like it was a problem having him on for this episode. Well, I mean, hold on. No, he everybody's Tim, entitled to he their has Tim. Yeah, it's fine. Listen, I don't even think Tim Kennedy... So Joe believes all what he said as well, is what we're saying after this episode. Well, I'm not sure. With I just don't know where Joe lands. That's what I was saying. Like, sometimes he's agreeing with Adam Curry, and sometimes he's agreeing with Tim Kennedy, and these guys do not share the same viewpoint, you know? Well, Adam Curry, he was just drunk. Or whoever. I no, felt no. like he was sober for this one. I don't know that. And I guess out of respect for the guests, like... You totally disagreed with what Tim Kennedy said about uh, Iraq, about 9-11, about why uh, uh, 
Americans should be on foreign soil. Listen, this guy's all about law and order, law and order. The cops need more money. Like, of course, I don't agree with most of what this guy says. But it was just that in particular, listen, like, I just can't agree with this guy. Let me give you a small example. Now, I haven't done too much digging because I only saw this yesterday. So I have to dig a bit deeper. But apparently yesterday, the, the Canadian federal policing budget was released and it was it's $5.1 billion. And if you look deeper into it, 3.1 billion of 5.1 billion goes to policing Native Americans. They're 4% of our population. Explain that number to me, if it's correct. Now, again, I haven't dug deep enough. That can't be right because a, a large majority of the Native Canadians, let's say, live yes, on police themselves. Are supposed police to themselves? Yeah, but that doesn't mean the we don't police, police outside aren't even of it. Allowed on their land it, to. So again, though, I ask you, like, when I when I sit there and say defund the police, and we're like, well, wait, what does that mean? Right there, that seems like a gross overspenditure, does it not? Where it could be moved elsewhere. Now, again, I haven't looked into it deep enough, but if that is true. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but I'd have to know what the fuck is I was talking that. to a friend of mine who works for 911, like he, he's an operator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him, like, how do you feel about defund police? Because, I mean, you could be saying defund yourself. And he's like, for it, because he says he encounters calls all the time where the police department tries to justify sending out the tactical unit. Yeah. Like, break of the big, like, he's never are they needed. There's so many, like, I don't have a, have a social worker go and have a cop car down the street sort of thing. But like they overuse themselves, he was saying. So I mean, I'm I, telling you, I, I don't, I, I truly mean this. And I'm not saying this to be dangerous or fucking controversial. Don't call the cops unless you absolutely have to. Unless you think someone is in danger. Like this guy was like Tim Kennedy was talking about his buddy's friend calling the cops or his kid running out and calling, or was it Ron White? Whatever his. I can't remember the little anecdote, but it was that, you know. I was scared. Yeah, exactly. There's a noise in the house, so I ran out and called the cops. Uh, Calling the cops is something, first of all, it's a waste of resources, calling them for whatever willy-nilly you think. Unless you're in danger, you probably shouldn't call the cops. That's just a fucking plain and simple fact. My house got broken into. Let me give you a good example. My house got broken into. I called the cops, because that's what you're supposed to do, and they showed up five hours later. Yeah, you only call the cops there because you have to... Well, you have to make, make a an report. insurance claim and you yeah, need of course. the cop. Yeah. And you need the but like what I'm saying is I didn't call the cops expecting they were going to come and crack the case. Well, nobody does. That's what I'm saying. You're yeah. doing that because you need them to come and do the paperwork because it's a fucking uh, of the logistics of it all. But again, like think about that too. Like, you know, how do they know that the guy isn't, how do they know my house didn't just get broken into and that sending someone like, I, listen, I'll give you an example. I had to show up at the store one night because somebody had smashed the window yeah and i lived really close so i got there really quickly and i think i just missed them like literally that was the feeling i got and i'm on the phone with the cops and i'm like um you know what should i do and they're like well just wait and i'm like well do you want me to go in and see what's going on in there and he's like well you can and i'm thinking to myself like well, what if they're still in there? You know what I mean? So I, I had a bat in my car. I went and there was nobody there. I don't, I don't even you know. You don't need a bat. You just need to kick him in the head. Listen, I mean, you're for, you know, I don't want to get into a big cop discussion too, but like, look at roof Koreans. You know, go back to Rodney King. You don't remember the roof Koreans? No. Okay, so when the riots popped off for the Rodney King, Koreatown is like right there. Koreatown is right in the fucking mix. 
The cops showed up and a massive gunfight broke out. Massive gunfight. And the cops left. The LAPD just were like, fuck this. This is not a safe place for us. We're leaving. And the Koreans in Koreatown were forced to take, they went to the Korean-owned gun shop and they all loaded up on guns. Basically, the Korean gun shop owner was like, if you're Korean, come here, get a gun, get on the fucking roof, and we're shooting anyone that comes near our shit. And they had to hold down Koreatown for like two days because the cops wouldn't go in. So again, we have this weird, we have this weird sort of dance we do with the cops where it's like, we need to keep giving them money, but then when a group of Koreans really needs them to show up with the tactical unit, they drive away. Why? Because it's too dangerous. We can't put cops' lives in danger. Go to YouTube, YouTube Oakland police. And I guarantee you one of the videos that will pop up in the top five is the police leaving a scene in Oakland where they should not be leaving. Guns, violence, places where cops, you're, what are we doing here? I wonder if that's just like, if we had more backup, we could stay and fight and make everybody safe. Like, I guess there's that argument too. But I mean, more backup, like you have a police force and if, if there's well, a gunfight going listen, on, but- but Appar if there's a gunfight going on, you're supposed to protect if the... if they're leaving, yes, they probably shouldn't leave regardless. But if they're leaving, it's because they don't feel like they can win the gunfight. That's fine. But even then, your presence alone is supposed to defuse. I, you know what I, I mean? So I, leaving, leaving shows the people of that neighborhood and the people in general that you're not protecting them. Yes, and it's usually I, I poor neighborhoods. But just defunding them at that point, like that's not solving the problem. No, but it's like Kamar's saying is defunding... Listen, we need less police we do what we need is more efficient social work and efficient use of the police maybe. that's it what we need is more social work we need better programs well, to but help. in that case you need more police police because there's a gunfight going on so i'm just fine like, but what do you do there you know matt like you're going to get rid of the police and you're complaining about the police not being but, able to be there but if we're already funding them at this level and they're not showing up I can't, I can't see an argument for, let's just give them tons more resources, tons more money in hopes that they do show up when they're supposed to. Is that the argument? Yeah, th that's the counter argument. Well, I, or, or only the, time will tell what works out. Like, yeah. Or the, the idea that you have to give them bigger guns to be able to fight. If but you I mean, don't have enough people, then you need bigger weapons. But the problem is, is we've given them, we've spent 20 years giving them bigger I, guns. I'm just playing Diablo. I know, I know you are. Not. I just either, I, I said I didn't even want to have this well, conversation. I don't either, I want to so. tell my funny 911 story. Yes, sure. So loosen Your it up. anecdotal story. And then we'll get back to uh, Tim Kennedy. Uh, when I was 13, I had a friend over at my house and I was babysitting. And I guess, I think 911 had just come out like within months. And uh, The he, service 911? Yeah. And... It, 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 I remember before there was nine one one. You had there was like four numbers you had to call. Nine one one's a joke in your. And town. he was threatening to call nine one one. Hold on, you were come alive. On, come you on, remember come a time? Get down. Stop singing Will Smith or That's fucking Public Enemy. Will you answer the question? I don't think there's nine one one when I was eight years old. Well, no, I'm just thinking that right around that time is probably when nine one one came out. It got brought into as a full service. It's like part of the vernacular. You used to call the fire department. You call the police. Department. I don't remember, dude. I don't remember that at. Actually, no. Yes, you had you to. Did. Dodge. You had to yes. call the yes. sticker left, whatever. Your parents and would leave one, the and nine one one was like this new thing. Your ba your parents would leave the babysitter a list yes. of the fire station, the police station, yes. the hospital. Yes, there yes. was no nine one one, and I correct, remember sir. it. And 911 yep. came in, and it was this big thing. Like, if you, just the, the urban legend of 911, like, if you punch it, like, all the cops come to your house. Like, right. There's, there's nothing you could do. So he was fucking with me, and he eventually 
dialed it like i'm gonna do it like as a asshole 13 year old kid would do and i was like don't and hung up the phone and we waited and sure enough the cops came and i didn't and he took off so i had to get my sister out of bed who was two or three years old and say she did it and take the fall for it wow and she wouldn't oh <laughs> well it, it was like what sister Shannon and the cops are coming up to to the the, the thing. I'm like, you gotta tell them you're scared. You called 911. She's like, she didn't even know what I was talking about. You know what I mean? And I'm feed her the lies, tell her what to do. Anyways, the cops outside, bring her outside, and Shannon, tell the cop, my parents pull up. As the cops are there, I'm outside with my little sister. Like, what's going on here? And um, Shannon came clean. And said, no, I didn't call the cops, and I just ran. Why didn't you just were like, she's two, she's lying. She doesn't know what she's saying. It, the whole problem, I was standing up for having scared. a friend over that I wasn't supposed to have over mm -hmm. while I was. It was a whole sordid mess. It, I was the problem, but I just ran. Yeah. Like to the Glebe Community Center. And, and but on. I can remember hitting 911. Because you know when somebody would fuck with you and be like, dial uh, 911-3847, you're not even thinking about it, and you just dial it. And then, but then they phone you back and they're like, did somebody call 911 if you hang up? Yeah. So I'm surprised that they just sent the cops. I think maybe they'd call back and we and hung up on them. Like, oh my God, yeah. It was just stupid 13-year-olds. Yeah. I understand. And I remember... What like, friend was it? Anyone I know who's getting uh, you in trouble like this? No, no, no. You always had to have some wildcat, wildcat friends around when you're 13 to keep life exciting. Um, I thought to myself, is Joe going to uh, open carry in Texas? I wonder. And not. then, no, not after fucking that guy. He, you just asking for trouble. No, but uh, Tim Kennedy went insane on it. I only agreed with Tim Kennedy that Tulsi and uh, Jocko should be running for president. I don't, I don't think I'm qualified to say who should be running. Oh, no, it's just fucking bullshitting. But I uh, for sure didn't agree with his whole 911 thing and it just threw me off for he, the rest of the podcast. Here's something I was giving a thought to about 911 because he was talking about that Falling Man documentary. Yes. Right? The guy who... So here's the thing though and this is a th that I had never thought about before but gave some thought to. So you're up on top of that building, okay? And it's burning. And you have... Your two choices are... And we all knew this, right? You're either going to burn to death or you're going to jump off the building. But what I never thought of before is... If you choose to jump off the building, you have an awful long time to think about that decision on the way down. It's not it's an awful not, long time. From that height? It's I longer think it's, than most buildings. I think it's long enough to formulate the thing. It's not instantaneous enough that you make the decision and it's over, like shooting yourself or jumping off maybe uh, something that's not so high. I mean, you have enough time to soil yourself. Maybe you have a heart attack. I, I would I, assume I'd have a heart attack. You don't have enough down. time to think. You don't think so? Well, oh, oh no! It, it's longer than that, man. It's a free fall. I mean, it's crazy that the guy has it's a free fall. Sorry, Matt. Go I ahead. don't know, but the, the the ground gets bigger as you get closer, and your your brain's overloading. I don't think you really have the time to think. How long do you think you have, Simon? Do you want me to take a guess? Five yeah. seconds. I I would it's think like ten five. seconds. There it is. Ten seconds, way less. Can, did you already look it up? Do you know this? No, but I, I, I'll, I'll bet good the th money. The thing about that clip that he's talking about is it's so easy to personalize the tragedy. And if you watch that one thing... Yeah, it's horrible. But if you did a documentary for all the lives in foreign countries where American 
have killed like you could sway the other way here well, free but it fall doesn't, calculator it doesn't take away from the fact that that's a sad story you know it doesn't take away the sad story but that sad story doesn't mean you have to go uh, occupy other countries. No, like, I, I didn't say that, but it also doesn't mean you can't show empathy for a dude in a documentary just because you're like, well, fuck this guy because a ton of people died over there, you know? Of course, but Tim Kennedy was using it as fuel on why we have to occupy other countries. Mm -hmm, so gotcha. that's where the problem well, lies. Right. Hold but on, he, hold he on. didn't sway me, I guess, is the point. I'm just... How could he sway you? You disagree with him fundamentally. So, so are you doing it, Matt, or do I have to keep looking it up? No, no, I'm trying to figure it out. How fast would it take to fall from the World Trade Center? Now, if you get a running jump or a, just a standing jump? I don't think it really matters. I know it doesn't matter. No, it's all about terminal velocity. Ten seconds. Um, so you're falling at 90 meters per second. Divided. And it's 1,000 meters? No. You're 10 seconds. It's 1,300 feet tall. Yeah, he was saying that Trump gives, uh, what did he say? Trump gives a third more resources than Obama did towards uh, what his what he does in the military, I guess. That so being said, uh, I don't want to start a fight, but Trump's pulling troops out left, right, and center to uh, military's uh, chagrin, a lot of people's. Yeah, it's just a, that's another one of those things where I'm like, yeah, that seems good. And then you something right else where you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. None of these narratives make sense with him. So if Biden wins, I have to wait and see. Or Kamala Harris wins, I think there'll be a major war within like two years. If Trump wins, I don't think there'll be a war for another. They'll still be fucking whatever their secret missions they do and shit, but nothing. You know, Maddie? Oh, that it was nine point two seconds, but so I don't think I did. I don't think now. I did the calculation. That's how long you fall in the World Trade Center. That's what it says, but who knows? That's long enough to think. Oh, maybe I didn't want to jump, but no, you definitely wanted to jump. It's better than burning alive. Yeah, uh, again, I wasn't saying one was better than the other, but you know what? Even ten seconds, uh, I, I guess in my head, I'm thinking it was even more than that. Like time to actually formulate thought. Ten seconds probably isn't long enough. It's just your senses are overloading with their like. I know because I jumped out of a plane and fell for like 20 seconds. Yeah. And even then. You sky, you skydive? The tandem, the, the fag one. Okay. But. Whoa, hey. Oh, sorry. The homosexual one. Yeah, better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird if you have a guy strapped to your back and he's yeah. just walking around. You, yeah. uh, nothing yeah. wrong with gay You're people. like a puppet. I really enjoyed the experience. But if you have to uh, scratch your nose, do you have to pull his arm to your nose? If I want to scratch my nose. Like, are his arms connected? No, to what? You can't no, like, use your own arms up there? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, do you. You have to marionette his arms onto yours? I'm asking. No, no you can scratch no, your own you nose. Can but he said it's a arms. better free fall if I grab his balls. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> you stick your finger all the way in my asshole. But I, I felt. It's a better like, free fall for me. Yeah. <laughs> 15 or 20 seconds or whatever. And it, it, it still didn't process. And this is like. That's all you fall for is 15 seconds? Maybe it was 40 seconds. It was a long time, but the world never got closer the whole time I'm falling. I have it on tape. I'll show it to you. We can, we can time it. What are you saying? Like He's still falling. <laughs> I'm still falling. How did the world not get closer? You weren't high enough up. Once your chute opens, yeah. after about five minutes, you start to recognize cars on the highway. Then you see they're moving and they look like they're moving so slow. And then you start to, oh, that's a tree. And it starts to get closer. 
but that whole free fall, oh, you don't, you see, don't feel right. like you're getting closer to anything. So you didn't free fall long enough then. Because when you watch some of those guys on video and they're free falling for a long time with their camera on the thing, you definitely get Yeah, but those, that's different. Those and guys I, are... Go ahead. I've told it on this podcast before. There was a guy filming me. When our shoot opened, uh, that guy disappeared and looked like he went 100 miles away until mm-hmm. his little shoot opened above. Right. And you're still so high above. Crazy. Mar, he's going 90 meters a <laughs> second. So when you pull your shoot... You count to five. He's fucking meters. 500. He's a half kilometer from you. Long story short, you can't really think when you're jumping off the World Trade Center on fire. How about that pedophilia law they're trying to sneak through in California? Eh? I have to look into that more. No, this no, is it, one of those it, ones it, that, where... That is true. No, that is true. I, this it, wasn't the first time. Okay. I've Lots of people have yeah. Yeah, yeah, people. Are I hadn't heard about it yet. They're having fucking rallies about oh, it. I just, I don't yeah. watch the news. I don't, no, no, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying I that's had to look thing. into it deeper. It's a really weird law. And when you look into it and you're like, what, what, huh? What? All the things going on, this is not a priority. But but why would they even be trying to pass this law? Like, I don't even understand who this is supposed to protect but the pedophile. Because once in a while, that's see, why when I was, when I they were talking about it, I was like. if it was like, a case where you're like, you know what really sucks is when you have like a. 16 year old kid dating a 16 year old girl and all of a sudden he turns 17 and they bust him on a weird fucking she's 16 you're 17 they've been dating for three years do you understand what i'm yeah, saying i feel like that never that doesn't happens. that doesn't happen here in canada so i know i can't relate to that all i'm saying is if if you were making a law that was trying to protect that, like the one year gap or what, that's not what they're doing here. You know, I think it's, if you're 16 in Canada, you can fuck a 14 year old. I believe like we're pretty lax as far as these laws go. Yeah. And but our age of consent is lower than theirs too. What it is, is they're lessening the penalty. That's the, the biggest problem. And, and they're saying that, um, like oral and anal sex have more of a punishment than vaginal sex. Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, That's again, I'm not sure I see the logic there. I may be getting this all wrong. I should probably. That's not, what I was saying. Yeah. I have to. I haven't looked into I'm anything. Not, uh, Maddie, I'm not clear on all the logistics, but I know that they're trying to pass something unkosher. But that was the thing. Is like this here, is why I'll, do, I'll pull it up. See here, I wanted to bring up a good example because again, they talked about voting by mail. And I said two weeks ago or last week that I don't think Joe has any fucking clue what he's talking about. So I put my money where my mouth is and I did a little digging. I found an article from 2016 before Trump got elected. That's all about voting by mail and an end non-traditional voting. So first of all, I'll drop just a few small numbers on you. And this is from Pew Research. This isn't fucking CNN. So don't I don't want to hear any of this fucking where'd you get this shit? I didn't look for a right wing or a left wing. I just went to, I looked for, anyway, this is Pew Research Center. So first of all, in 1996, the percentage of non-traditional voter or voting was 10.5%. In 2012, it was 35.8% non-traditional voting. So in 2012, more than 46 million voters, almost 36% of the total cast ballots in some manner or another were, uh, Hold on. Cast ballots in some manner or another other than at a traditional polling place on election day. So according to Pew Research Analysis, state and federal election data, that figure includes 23.3 million people who cast civilian or military absentee ballots. That's mail-in. Yeah, that's mail-in. 16.9 million who voted early. That is in-person 
during a specific period leading up to election day and 6.3 million who straight up mailed in their ballots. So that's when Trump got elected. So I'm having trouble with this whole, this mail-in thing isn't really going to work because again- they were saying this has never been done before. It's going to- This is what I'm saying. Now, hold system. on. It gets a little bit crazier because I, I, I started reading this and I, I almost didn't even believe this. Oregon. So here's, here's states with the highest estimated rate of non-traditional voting in 2012. So this is eight years ago. Oregon, 100%. That means that every vote cast not one person walked into a fucking voting station and cast their ballot. Not one in the whole state. Washington state, 99%. That can't be right. This is Pew Research data. Like, that cannot be right, man. Like, think about that just rationally. Why? If Oregon first... Zero people went to vote in person? That cannot be correct. No, it's a non-traditional. So early voting, you could go into a poll and vote early, but on election but day... nobody it's... voted on election day. That's it. Listen, Matt, I'm willing to listen to the argument, but that seems incredibly suspicious. Listen, it says here, note, non-traditional voting includes absentee look, voting, early voting, look, and voting I by mail. I can appreciate everything you're saying. But both parties, regardless, regardless of whether it's a good idea or a bad idea or it's feasible or not feasible, one, the the DNC, they're like just hold on a second. You're you're arguing, I haven't finished, okay. and you're arguing data, which I don't get. This is the problem that I have with all this shit we do, is we bring hard data. You love data. When Graham Hancock brings up data, when one of the Weinsteins bring up data, you love data. So why is it here? This is the data I'm telling you Pew Research had in 2012. And I didn't even finish. Colorado, 82%. Nevada, 70%. Arizona, 66%. Texas, 66%. North Carolina, 59%. Mexico, 59%. These are major states where half the ballots are mail-in ballots. So if the election happens, I mean, you're, there's no reason why anything's going to happen. Everything's going to go relatively smoothly. If it is all fucked up, are you going to realize there's total bullshit in the elections? Well, like, the evidence is here. It can be done. There should be no reason for strife and whatnot. Go Both ahead, sides. That's, this is what I was driving at. Both sides have said, by doing it all by mail, we're opening the door for hinkiness. Both parties have said that. They've said, we're not going to, um, we're not going to believe it if it happens. So, but both parties are full of shit. Absolutely. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. But look, if, if Fauci, if all their doctors are saying it's cool, everybody wear masks and goes votes, just do it normally. Yeah, but like, I think and if Simon, that involves some mail-in voting, he then set a precedent some mail-in voting. Done. My point is more is that, listen, I think what both parties are doing now by saying this whole mail-in vote is going to be shit is that they're both just positioning themselves so that they're when they lose... the injury for the field goal. That's uh, it. When they course. lose, they can both just be like, well, the whole thing is bullshit anyway. Of course. Of course. So if we My don't do you, that and we just do it the old, the way they've always done it before, yeah, it's still suspect for sure. But nobody can say, well, we did it differently. So there's an asterisk like a fucking on. Barry Bonds. Again, you're saying all this. J Jamie himself pulled it up and was like, I have found in my research that there has been almost 0% voter fraud. He can't find any. In fact, everything I've read says that voter fraud is so fucking slim. Well, if you listen to Tim Pool, this is all Mike's, he Mike will, Baker's fault. He will contradict that totally. He cites cases of voter fraud all the time that have that have happened already in the pre-voting. Matt, I don't care. Like I'm just telling Again, you, the there's obviously an an opposite viewpoint to all of this shit. The ultimate yeah. one is you mail and, in your vote and then you go vote at a poll. 
Okay, okay, okay. The double vote. Right. But what he's saying, what he's saying. No one wants saying, to vote in the first place. Why do they do it twice? What Tim exactly. Pool is saying is, I live in New Jersey. He was giving anecdotal evidence of what happened to him. Okay. He said, I live in New Jersey and they sent me somebody's mail-in ballot that doesn't live at my address. So if he was a person who was trying to fuck around, he would just mail both those back with a vote on them and they would be counted. Okay. And guess what? You realize. Yeah. Okay. That's shitty. You also realize that it's a federal offense to do so. And that if Tim pool were to get caught, he would do federal jail time. I'm not saying he, I know, but you're missing, you're missing my point. Simon is that just because, okay. So you gave me one anecdote. If people are trying to commit voter fraud, they're breaking the law. I don't think they're unaware of that fact. Is that what you mean? Well, no, what I'm saying, okay, again, I'm sa- you're saying Tim Pool gave you how many anecdotes? I'm saying that again- No, no, Tim Pool gave, he gave what he says are data, so I don't know what to do there, you know what I mean? Like, he looked it up just like you looked it up, and that's what I'm saying, you get two, you'll get two every time, you know? So what, I don't know, I don't know, we have to make up our but own But if minds. there's a big problem, if it takes two weeks and then everyone blames it on mail-in voting, you have to call shenanigans, because you have the data that that shouldn't happen. Well, I have the data that says here that Oregon, for example, like here's a good one. Let's say if Oregon in January or in fucking November is like we're having trouble with the mail in ballots right away, you can call shenanigans because that's one state where we know for the past 10 years. So by state by state, they should not be complaining. I'm just saying there's certain states here, Kamar, like look at this. If Colorado is 82 percent, there should be little to no shenanigans there. Because only 18% of people were showing up on the day. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. And what I think you're saying is you've looked at the data. All these people saying mail-in voting is a problem. They have no data for it because the data shows that it works. From what I've read and what I'm looking at, and again, I'm just saying, I get it. If they're saying that every single person is going to be doing it, it's going to take longer. It's going to be a bigger issue. I also think that all this shit with the Postmaster General right now, it is a thing. I think Trump is worried about losing this and he's doing what and let me just say this he's doing what the democrats would do and he's trying to position himself to win i'm not sitting here like he's a dipshit and he's a piece of shit they all do this dirty shit okay i'm not saying that hillary would do the same biden will do the same they're all doing it i think the news wants this to be a controversy more than anyone yeah because it just serves them. It doesn't matter who's president the the speculation just just churn that shit out raping both sides very well played. Yeah, I I just had trouble listening to this. I mean, 9-11 is 19 years ago, so it's starting to uh, dull in my senses. It seems like this pandemic has taken over as the calamity of the, the world, whereas 9-11 was everything at the time. See, so, it's weird you say that, though. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say about um, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they you can only vote by mail. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. I thought you were saying like Pihad had, ch- had a choice and they were deciding not to show up on election day. No, they've made it so you can only. But there you go. So it. my point is, so my 100% is bang on. Well, yes, it is 100%. But even then, but Washington, <laughs> but Washington is 99%. So they well, obviously. I'm going to have to look into that because well, go that ahead. means that some people are, it, that again, but 100% keep in mind, of people deciding not to show up on election day is insane. But feel, hear me out, Simon. If, but if, can you at least just admit wait, that? I, you have to let me finish before I can say no. The only reason I'm saying is if Washington State is almost fully rural and you have the option yeah. to fucking mail in, like, why would you not do that as opposed to going, like, again? Because some people, some people feel like if I don't 
put this in, I can't trust what's going on. Maybe you don't trust the mail system. But hear me out. Maybe you don't trust the mailman. But know? hear me out. If your state, like Oregon, has been doing the mail system for 20, 30 years and it's worked, then again. Right, again, but you don't have a choice. It's not like, yeah. a, a, and it, I don't know how is but, that. But maybe that's the 1%, Simon. That's what I'm saying is maybe 1% of people are like, no, I still want to go down there. I still want to okay, cast my so fucking vote. Okay, so there you vote. go. So then that would even make sense for Washington then, why it's 99%. But again, it's not like. But but just hear me out. But the, <laughs> it's but, open game, and everybody's choosing mail-in voting. Okay, but even then, you're actually doing me a big service here because you're telling me that a whole state has told their people for a long time, just mail it in, and we'll work it out, and it's worked. No voter fraud, right? Or very little to the point where Oregon. I think Kamar's point is the best. Let's just wait and see what happens. You know what I mean? Because I know, but if everything goes screwy, we're going to know right I, away. I know, <laughs> but the problem is, is you have someone like Joe, who this episode was like, I'm starting to feel like I actually have a social responsibility, is doing no research himself and is just going on his gut instinct saying... No, no, no. I said it's Mike Baker's fault because that's the first time sure, I heard of this. Sure, but my point is, is Joe could do the little bit of research that my dumbass did and then go out and say, oh, actually, now that I think about it, Maybe some of this voting by mail. Again, he lives in Texas, 59%. So, sorry, 66%. You know what I mean? Like, he lives in a state where 66% of people aren't showing up to the ballots. And Texas, he just moved there. He obviously thinks it I works. Am, I imagine that your argument comes in there, too, that there's a lot of rural in Texas. So sure. those people are choosing not to have to drive to a fucking maybe... 10 hours out of their way to like, I don't know how you're missing Texas the point is. though, whether people are choosing to mail it in or go in themselves, they have the choice and the mail works. The 66% that are mailing in their votes are getting counted, feeling like their vote is heard. I, I guess the point is, look, if, if everybody's going in to do their ballots, then yeah, you may run into a thing with like a hanging chat or some sort of like wonkiness, right? But everybody's going in to drop off their ballots. If you're then allowing like, mail which they do which is fine but everybody's having to do it i don't know like i i could see how things could go wrong i could well, see how things could go wrong i anticipate things going wrong well things will go wrong but you're forgetting too is like oregon they've said to people hey you have an election coming up in november you have two months to send in your ballot why don't you start sending them in now as opposed to the day of we can start counting them now the problem is a lot of these fucking red states are out there saying no no and it's specifically because they don't want people voting. That's what they don't want. The reason is, is because if you could just send in your fucking ballot, that's super easy and everyone would do it. Yeah, if it was internet, if it was online, everybody would do it too. Listen, the biggest problem they have is that not enough people show up to vote. Whether that means that um, those people would show up to vote for Trump or for Biden, I don't know that, you know? Well, I don't think any of us know it's that. Very interesting. A lot of speculation. What I'll say though is, just like uh, four years ago, Trump rallies are bananas right now. And you can say they're all stupid people and they're all going. Joe Biden isn't having rallies, so even though they say they're they're going to win, the optics. Trump's going to win. Just the optics of it is Trump is destroying right now, and the people who should be at Biden rallies, or whatever, are fucking looting or Black Lives Matter protests. The good news is we know from the last election that optics don't mean a fucking goddamn thing. Nope. You so, never know till you know. Yeah. All I know is that Kirk Cousins is probably the worst quarterback in NFL fucking history. Oh, God. Gender reveal. Uh, the worst part about this was Tim Candy made Joe say that Cam Haynes is coming on next week and blah, 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 blah. Very oh, disappointing. So disappointing.
Yeah, I have we got that a right here. Cam Haynes next week. Now in the Hunters, we are closer. Yeah, like we're gonna get. Well, we them don't know forever. just because he's coming on next week. Who knows what's gonna air? No, but the, it just brings us back to the fact that now a lot of like guys who had to fly out to L.A. to be on the Joe Rogan show are right there. In yeah, Texas, guys that it used to be like, ah, oh, I'm busy. Uh, you know, now it's like, oh, he's just down the street. Hopefully, he'll get more Floridians because he's closer there. Some, some from New Orleans or some good. Because uh, that was another good thing around White's accent. Yeah, this. Podcast did nothing for me. I'm done. I will say this. I'm as far too. as Tim Kennedy episodes go, I I personally got more out of this. Maybe I went in more open-minded. I don't know why. I didn't hate everything he said. I was like, he's just a guy with an opinion. And he's obviously about free speech, which I'm all about. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't. You do feel better in exercise. I, I, I don't think he's an idiot. I just, some of the things he said, I disagreed with. Oh, listen. See, this is the... Kamar, this is where you and I have a weird relationship. It's because I would never know where you would stand when when this episode was done. Like, so I wouldn't... Like you still don't know now? No, no. Now that you've said it, I'm like, oh. okay. Like, I'm shocked that... I'm shocked that you're so staunch in your, like, disagreement for most of what he said. Yeah. That's all. There you go. You never know. That's why we do this. Do we want to rate it? I want to rate it a uh, big fat two. Simon? I echo that too. We have an agreement, agreement, agreement. Hit the button, Matthew. You are the problem. <laughs> Not that <laughs> The other button. Any button. Just hit a button. Hit a <laughs> button. Drop it like it's hot. Hit some button. Um, that's it then. We rated it. We're done. We're done. What's next? No, that's it. It's over. It's the end plug. See? End, end plugs, plugs yep. right there. Oh, let's just seeing where we're at. Yeah, no, that's it. Guys, thank you so much for uh, listening or watching. If you didn't watch, go to that fucking YouTube channel and please hit subscribe. Because uh, if we don't hit, what are we looking for, a thousand? Well, we're looking for a million, but you got to get a thousand for you get there. And it really helps to beat the trolls if you leave a nice review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, which obviously mean nothing, but it still makes me feel good, folks. Thanks. Uh, the uphill battle, Simon. Those have not been heard. Those yeah. have not good. been heard. Thanks. Um, again, thank you for listening. If you want to contact us, you can do so at jreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. Twitter and Instagram. Simon? Bigfoot Sighting Society. Oh, he wants it this week. Yeah, okay, so it's a fucking try. back in the game. I'm going to try again. Uh, we also have a Get subreddit. dopamine rush. It's uh, reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast or slash r slash J-R-E podcast. Great conversations on there. Ask questions. No r. I think there is. I just don't think we've ever noticed. Oh, okay. I think well, there's a little r in there for every subreddit. I'm not sure, though. Nobody I'm so old and useless. Yeah. Um, subreddit. Um, what else? The Patreon. We have a Patreon. Patreon. You can uh, support the show. Go to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Um, you will get extra content. You can join hundred hours. You can join for as little as five dollars a month. You will get the post show early, as well as our series. This won't age well, where we go back, we listen to old episodes of uh, JRE, and do it let's get normal. started. Um, you get ten dollar level. You get video. Now let's get it all in perspective. This is like that, and now we do it like this. You got to jump to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down. Now let's get it all in perspective. Uh, and then, like I said, like join the YouTube group and not subscribe to the YouTube Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, you're a goddamn bench. Give the guy a break. Who, me? Yeah. What break do I subscribe? I just, wow, it just makes me feel like I'm the Yeah, that's subscribe, how stuff goes. People.
guess what time when we start this podcast? That's also how this is about to Super famous. Wow. <laughs> At least I feel better about what I'm doing. It's an uphill battle. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, stick around for the post show. We hope you have a great week, weekend. Yeah. Sure, guys. Keep those cans on. Keep your eyes open.